Hey, I'm Johnny Lynch. I'm here with Glennon and special guest Gordon Rochford from Those Conspiracy Guys and Why Press Play. We're here to examine how tropes bleed across movies, video games, and TV shows. In this episode, Twist Endings. Welcome to Dystropia. This is going to be the trope that, that you're picking Silent Hill for this one, right? No, no it's because it's because I, I, I did Silent Hill in an episode finally, so I'm not going to do it again. You can do it again. It is one of the I, I think he should leave it a few episodes yeah. first off. Like, I think he's name dropped it every single episode. Yeah. It is a good game. It is a fantastic game series. Uh, but, like, well, we're not just talking about Silent Hill 2. Like, as in, he's <laughs> he's covered, he's mentioned the... The movie. The series. Oh, yeah. The whatever. I, I, I like, in every the single Game Boy episode. version. Yeah. <laughs> the Game Boy version, no? No, I didn't. Johnny's suddenly excited. He's like, I've got no, something so to do. I've got the comics there, and after about, like, four pages in the comic, I'm like, this isn't Silent Hill. And I just put it down, and I never went back to it. I was like, because it's not Silent Hill. It's got some characters. It's got the name of a town, and I was like, this is not a Silent Hill piece of media it's a it's a it's a nightmare creatures comic book yeah, right? yeah. it's just fine but for anyone listening we're not going to talk about Silent Hill this episode well sorry I forgot this Johnny Johnny's not going to talk about it. I'll, I'll fade <laughs> it in roughly before yeah. this a, Johnny's not going to talk about Silent Hill this episode we may mock him for it um, so this is episode 11 probably Wait, uh, well, yeah. yeah episode something Episode, episode double digits. Episode yes. question mark about oh. mysteries and oh. conspiracies and twist and It's I'm a actually, twist at I'm, the end where yeah. it's not about this at all. This isn't an episode at all. I'm really pissed off I didn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We're Originally. joined here by Gordon of the Those Conspiracy Guys and more recently the uh, White Press Play podcast. Hello lads. It's been it's been a, an emotional one. It's been morning. lovely email evening. We're ca- <laughs> thanks very much. That's the prank. We're just uh, going. That's I've been I've been catching up. I've never met Glenn before, and uh, uh, Johnny. I think we talked about the last like six years. I think the mm. last time we met. But I've been watching. Uh, watching. <laughs> yeah. Not listening to your podcast, just watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, now that you've told those stories about this <laughs> ma- massively intricate pranks, I don't doubt it. Yeah, well, yeah. just like see lollipops dropping in on the front door mat now every so often. Like, what the fuck? That's his calling card. <laughs> we'll see if we can get a lollipop into your pocket before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something Al Porter would say. Oh, hey, oh. Um, so, so we're doing mysteries, mysteries, twist endings, and more so than any other episode. Yep. Spoilers. Yes. Yeah, this is an, this is probably going to be the spoileriest. Yeah. Yes. Like pretty much everything we we do because of the nature of pop culture and and what we're talking about, there is spoiler elements, but we always try and like give the feel of something don't go too heavy into it if it's fairly recent but with this it's kind of unavoidable it's what's the plot ending well I don't want to spoil it anymore. Yeah. Well, why are you bringing it up I was going to talk about Get Out but I'm going to I, I pulled it and I'm going to change it to something else now because... yeah, I don't know, Get Out's been out of year yeah, yeah but I mean ca- still there's a lot of and, people that haven't seen it and, and, and to be fair yeah. like it's you know it's obviously not very good like, twist yeah but it's uh, obviously a comedy if you've seen that, where yeah, it's, like, it's up for comedy awards. It's about as funny as fucking racism, yeah, you know, which is really funny in the right context. I was gonna say, but yes. uh, you know, um, I think that because it's written by a traditionally by a comedian, mm. yeah, I wonder if it's just a case of people look the people who are like doing the uh, like categories look yeah. at it and just went, yeah, yeah, Jordan Peele. He, Kill, he's right? fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, a comedy guy. Like, they haven't even watched the movie. They're yeah. just like, that must be a comedy. Like it's like you know the the Tyler Perry. He's not going to make a horror movie or whatever. Mm. And then uh, uh, you know, we did have scare scare Medea. 
2 comes out. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, we did have the, I used to work in a video store years ago, and I remember when um, we had the by category, and there was a, an argument between me and my and the assistant manager where I kept on changing the sticker on the side of the Fight Club VHS and putting it in comedy, and they were like, "It's not a comedy." I was like, "It's hilarious." Have <laughs> you watched that film? But that's like that's like saying, "Yeah, Bates Motel is a comedy." Why? It just is. Like that's, <laughs> that's the, you want to check your fucking employee file there at that yeah. point. Isn't it? Comedy gold. But um, get out. Like I, I didn't want to do any of those recent ones because spoilers. But to me, I like really. Spoilers really don't matter. I've heard a lot of people say like, oh man, did you watch this movie? Have you seen this thing? And I'm like, yeah, no, I haven't seen the movie. Go ahead. And they're like, I know, man, I don't want to spoil it for you. And I'm like, I would rather have a good conversation about a movie I haven't seen and listen to you explain yeah. why it's good. That possibly might want to make me watch it more. Because yeah. now it but is. There's such a massive glut of, like a, like a fucking tidal wave of, of media. Yeah. Whereas years ago it was like, oh man, are you going to watch that movie? It's on a 10 past nine on RTE2. And if you didn't watch that shit on Tuesday night mm. at ten past nine, movie Wednesdays. Like if yeah. you if you were coming into school on Thursday and you hadn't watched that movie, so, it's tough shit, man. Yeah, you I might get it in extra vision. You might get it yeah. like on on like it wasn't even DVD. It was like VHS for Christmas or something like that. But if you missed it, you missed it. And now it was and more the, of an event. Exactly, yeah, it was exactly. an event. It was a collective watching experience. It now all media is being like. Uh, absorbed asynchronously yeah, and in massive amounts so it's like we're almost binging on it's like drug binges but part like personal you know the way like you get it i haven't smoked weed in years but you get a 50 bag of weed and you're all like right let's go it's a good night in all the lads are here we're you know having a bit of crack and there's a party on and you smoke the whole 50 bag or what usually happens and like habitual weed smokers will get a 50 bag and they'll just drip feed it out to themselves over a week tipping away tipping away just having a little smoking now Everybody is smoking the whole bag on the first night. You're binge watching the stuff. It's not good for well, that's, you. And that, that's why I was tired this morning. I was up till like three a.m. last night binging through the Punisher. <laughs> but that, but that's the thing. Stranger you Things as well. When I you're in, if you if you don't yeah. watch them, they will be spoiled. And if yeah. you're if you're susceptible they're, to spoilers, which is why I have like built up the scab on my heart well, they're, they're <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't hurt. Like if I yeah, spoiler for me, man. I don't give a fuck. There is a there is a it has been shown that like people actually enjoy something more if they know. Oh, Roughly, what's yes. Happen. Not exactly, especially in comedy. I'd say, if yeah. absolute fact, if they already know the punchline or they can see it coming, usually you're trying not to laugh people, before he hits it. Yeah, but also like if you're able to subvert the the, the punchline even a small bit, where it's still expected, but it's like slightly different to what you thought it was going yeah. to be. It's okay. even funnier. Like that's why comedy sometimes is a little bit shitter nowadays than it used to be because people kind of expect that it's also joke, like YouTube you know? it's like people are like yeah. sharing stuff it's on too YouTube too much stuff like, like Dave Chappelle did this whole thing recently where he's like there's no cell phones allowed yeah and people were like what? Oh Chris Rock as well again they're like yeah. oh my god it's ridiculous it's like it's not I used to work in a cinema and on all the premieres you had guys you had a security company that would take your phone yeah. give you a ticket and put your phone in a sealed bag yeah. and nobody else could touch it until you came out Like, mm. and it's like they, obviously they didn't want anyone pirating the stuff but it's the same principle of like uh, like I, I, I was like we should have this for every show just so people aren't on their fucking phones in the cinema oh, yeah. but it like it's it's not that big a, a big of a deal and it's not something new but it's definitely something that helps because it means that if I ever go and see either of those shows I'm not going to know the jokes I'm not going to have seen it on, on YouTube because I often put something on YouTube and yeah. just let the autoplay go and it's like alright what did we find like I, I do think sorry go ahead. No, real quick I was watching I went to the cinema recently to see a, a documentary about the Holocaust and it was the third in a series and I knew the filmmakers who had made it I knew it was going to be rough and I kind of like steeled myself and uh, thinking of Sarah's like obviously turn off your cell phones I was like yeah put them on silent I was like yeah I was like don't even take them out and look at it 
because the glow is distracting. Like that's what it said on the screen. I was like, that's a you know, it's stupid that they have to say that. But that's right. And about halfway through, I looked over and the lad next to me had his phone out and was staring at it. It was a glow. And I went to turn to my sister to say that's fucking disgusting. And she was eating a sandwich. And I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, what? And I was looking at her going, we're watching the movie about the Holocaust. You know something bad's going to come on that screen in a second and you're trying to eat a fucking sandwich. What kind of sandwich was it? <laughs> it was not a ham sandwich. I, I, just, I was going to ask that. But here we go. Racism being funny again. In the right uh, context. I was like, they're going to put something horrible on that screen in a minute. She goes, you know what? You're right. And she ate it as quick as she could. Like, <laughs> she ate it like a Holocaust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's how we got there. Oh, <laughs> that's it, man. That's... Oh, <laughs> Fitzy sandwiches! You are really spoiling no, us. I, I just have to say it disapproving. Like, it's, all right, you got to balance it out. Yeah. We all do it together. <laughs> but anyway, we, I have just, an episode coming out today about Operation Paperclip, so I've been doing nothing but Nazis for the last like two weeks. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so I'm all like, so oh, this yeah, is this is reflex of this. Doctor Joseph Mengele. Oh, um, yeah. yeah so, you, you, we started on film, so we're, we're, the spoiler, the spoiler thing, just to, just to finish it off. Yeah, like, yeah. I really don't mind knowing what happens at the end of a movie. I'd much rather have a conversation with someone about what they think about the movie rather than spoil it for me. And I think it was because I, I was traumatised as a young as a young man uh, in school. It was the day after, like the Thursday night, you know the way in the cinema they do these Thursday night previews? Yeah. And one of the lads in class, Brian Walsh is his name. If you're listening, Brian, I, I, I'll never forget this and I'll never forgive you. He comes in and he's watched The Sixth Sense and he comes in and he's like, yeah, Bruce oh, Willis is dead wow. the whole time. Oh, on the sick. Friday morning, and this is like a cultural phenomenon, and oh, to yeah. this day, gentlemen, I haven't watched The Sixth Sense. Oh, fuck that so I much. haven't watched it. And I know all the stuff and I've seen all the clips and all the, you know. Yeah, yeah. T- top 10 movie twist endings and all this shit. Like, I've never watched it. I will never watch it. But that hurt me so badly yeah. that I went to all the movies with spoilers all the way along. And as we were walking down the hall, he would avoid me, and I'd be all like, "Tyler Durden was, uh, was your man the whole time." He's like, "What the fuck?" Sleepaway camp. She had a dick the whole time. (laughs) I'm not gonna say sleepaway camp. (laughs) Sleepaway. But just watching all the spoilery movies and spoiling it, like I, I, I steeled myself to it, and I'd much rather have a conversation about what they think about the movie. I'm not gonna do Get Out. Was was gonna be my choice, and I pick something else instead. But I, uh, I had, I picked up the the DVD of. Fight Club one time and the, something on the back ru- spoiled something for me like the, yeah. the advertising blurb and there was two two things completely wrong it was something like you know Edward Norton plays Jack yeah. and after seeing the movie I'm like no he doesn't he plays an unnamed narrator yeah but this, no but in the on the on the Jack's Lonely Colon yeah, yeah yeah it's always it's actually in the book as well yeah. it's um, Jack's movie, the right? name is like is put as Jack up until the reveal because it's the whole but, thing because he never has a name yeah, yeah. that's the thing but uh, like they they open with that sentence and I'm like the point one of the points is that he is not named throughout it so why would you start with that yeah but also like the way the way this asynchronous media ingestion the way people have a got like there's an awful lot of uh, binge watching being promoted because of that and so much so in the last two years and the way Netflix now are putting like billions of dollars into TV and movie development mm. that. It's kind of changing how TV shows are made. So there's no more 14 or 22 episode seasons. Uh, there's no more like hour long episodes. It's all like 51 minutes or 46 minutes. Because they have to make 10 of them. And now everything has turned into from the BBC and Channel 4 standard of 6. And the network American TV of 22 or 24. Yeah. Uh, like with a double a, a double episode finale mm-hmm. or whatever. Featuring a finale. Now it's turned into 10, 48 to 55 minute yeah. episodes. That's because a lot of them that are designed to be binged in two days. Yeah. Yep. 
but also like it's part of it is is because of HBO because HBO don't have to they don't account for ad breaks yeah so they can have it any, any length so it's like normally uh, like all the TV series that you would have grown up with that were like an hour long were actually 44 minutes mm. it was the 44 minute format for the likes of X-Files and likes yeah. it's exactly you know to allow for the breaks and it's even in even in when it was shown in Europe, in Europe it was usually like even with adverts, it's still only coming around 50, 55 mm. minutes because we're not in America where they have... We don't have four four-minute breaks. They literally yeah, yeah. have the opening, like the pre-credits bit, yeah. ad break. The credits, ad break. 10 minutes, ad break. But it's to keep you watching an overlap onto the next show. That's why they have the pre-credits bit. Yeah. But you, you remember like when we were kids watching The Simpsons and it was like, yeah, after some messages and then the thing would continue and you're like, what messages? Because I wouldn't realize yeah. that it was for ads or whatever. The way the TV is being made now, there there is no such thing as spoilers anymore, really, because it, like if you get spoiled, it's your own fucking fault. You didn't but that, take that, the time out to binge watch that thing. Exactly, and, that's the reason I had to watch Stranger Things in like two sittings. Yeah, because all the I went watched some of it was like, oh, this seems like a good season. Went to work the next day and was looking at all the websites I usually look at, and it was like seven questions from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about Stranger Things. I was like, if I want to watch, if I want to consume any media for the next yeah. week, I need to have already watched the thing that came out yesterday. Already, man, the glut I would say of like YouTube reviewers yeah. are going out and getting early access to watch these movies in the cinema, or they're going at like first night release, watching it, running home, like pulling themselves home on their tiptoes can't wait to make this fucking YouTube video where they tear the movie apart or they yeah. give all the spoilers or they're like, uh, you know the dudes that are like, 15 things that you might have missed while watching, you know, yeah. Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and they pick, they're in the cinema just like, not even enjoying the fucking film, yeah. just like writing down, oh yeah, that's the thing from this movie and they go home and if you're like, browsing YouTube or you have on like Facebook or anything like that, it's going to be spoiled for you. Yeah. So we're, you know, twist endings aren't really a thing anymore, I, I, I feel, because, it's already spoiled. Yeah. You have I mean, your Shyamalans and your, your, you know. One thing you can do well, with, like you can get around it and it, normally it's the worst of the platforms but with Twitter at least you can block specific terms. Yeah. So you can just silence a term for until you've caught up with whatever yeah. that like piece of media is yeah. or just in general like you can silence the f- forever. There's like, no unspoken bond though. Just, Silence. I think there's this unspoken thing. X Factor, Trump, and then just watch the tumbleweeds. And you're like, this is very peaceful. <laughs> yeah. This is lovely. It's only reaffirming stuff, and occasionally like people talking. China, about, China, China. Yeah. <laughs> huge, huge, huge. But I think uh, I think though that like and the, the last thing before we get into it, like yeah. I think that um, the way spoilers have kind of dropped off and stuff like that, there is some element I think of like a social decorum. Like there is a mm. unwritten rule, boys. Like the three oh, of us so are in a room. Like sometimes I like to sit around in my jocks. Sometimes I like to let my dick peek out the side of my, my jock, my jock's leg, and let it get some air and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not going to do it right now in front of you two. <laughs> no, please, <I> mean, <laughs> me casa su casa. Yes, <laughs> but but like, and an extra card maybe we'll feel comfortable enough to do it. But I mean, like everyone knows you're not supposed to let your dick hang out in company. Yeah, and by the same token, people know you're not supposed to go. He was dead the whole time in cap locks <laughs> on a fucking Facebook, like with a coloured, you know, the coloured background or whatever. If, if it comes like in, people know you're not supposed, and if you do, you're admonished for it, and there, you're like a social yeah, social yeah. pariah. Then there is the reflex, though. I, mean, I think it was in a um, Martin Freeman was being interviewed about the Hobbit films, yeah, and then he was like, "Oh, you know, it's really good," and especially when the, the you know he mentions like Smog dying, and then someone's like, at the interview is like. Spoilers, and he's like, the book's 90 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. Just like, he's like, don't be so fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the like, the the spoiler thing, though, I think everybody, there was a period, I think, about five years ago, where people didn't care. Yeah. 
And because because we were shamaland out of it, we were oh, it was yeah. oversaturated with twist ending. You're watching a movie expecting a twist, and then there is none, and you're like, I feel cheated. But it was like it was probably closer to seven years ago, where there was it, like social media was expanding at such a rapid rate yeah. that people weren't used to spoiling. Yeah, yeah, the decorum wasn't there yet. Right? Yeah, and there was the there was I, I saw two things happen that kind of and both of them happened involving the same person, mm. uh, Ken, who's on the Nerd Eye podcast. Right. So, in one of them, um. It is the nerdy podcast. We might no, throw no, 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 no. I fought it though. I heard you argue with this on no. the last show. Helmut has said we have to keep mispronouncing it, and we're going to keep mispronouncing it. Okay. So on Nerdru, uh, no, uh, nerdy. So, so uh, nerdy. <laughs> so Ken, I had to have one. I had to have one. Was after uh, the the Dark Knight Rises came out. Yeah. And uh, Ken and a few of our roommates were in a pub. Oh, and they pulled up the thing that Bruce Wayne is Batman. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> Spoiler alert. So they, they saw one of my other mates parents walking by. <laughs> really? They were dead the whole time. <laughs> and he sees one of our other mates walking by in the background. And he knows she's going to be in range of overhearing him. Oh, yeah. And he goes, like, I, can't believe, uh, I can't believe Bruce Wayne died at the end. Oh, what the fuck? And, and no, but he, he said it knowing that she'd go in expecting that, but yeah. then it would be changed. That's, un, that's so unfortunate. Right? Yeah. But then, and she was like, oh, you fucking utter bastard. And he's like, oh, oh sorry, I didn't realise you were there. Like, he knew full well. She's like, motherfucking bastard. The anticlimax part at the end doubled up on her. No, no, yeah, but, no but I even went, like, like she was in London Dock at the time, and I was like, when are you going to see it? And she's like, I'm going to see it this weekend. But then it's all been ruined. I was like, I'll come out, we'll go, I'll go with you. I'll buy you your popcorn. I just wanted to see her reaction to this happening. Oh, like, terrible. And it gets to the point where, like, you know, He's flying out. Off, yeah. No, he's flying out, and I look over, and she's starting to cry, and I'm like, "Oh, fucking beautiful!" <laughs> like, that was terrible. And then, and then, and then, and then between the that and the fucking birthday pranks, like, I don't know. <laughs> but then it gets to the bit at the end where, like, he's in the cafe and he looks up, and the, and you know, Bruce Wayne's there, and he just nods at him, and all I hear from him is, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> like, fantastic. But the same guy again, Ken, right? Where he. Ken could get away with that though. Maybe he said like he couldn't handle it emotionally, and he after the helicopter went out into the distance, he just got up and left. And it could have been the end. For yeah, him. he could. Yeah, he could. Because that happened it. to me on so many movies, man. Where you just missed the, the bit. Like my the dad end. used to f- record films off the internet on VHS. Off the internet on the VHS. Sorry, off, off the, the telly. Yeah. Off the telly. My, my vocabulary brain. Uh, <laughs> he record them off the telly on VHS, but just like he'd be looking through the paper, and you know he used to have uh, what was it called, Video Plus or some shit. Hmm. So um, he'd, he'd fire you over the usual suspects, but he'd give you a quick synopsis of everything in it. No, he just in the morning times when he was just like fluting around, getting ready for me to get ready for school yeah. or something. He'd be looking at the paper and going, "Oh, there's a movie on it, like you know, quarter past nine tonight. I'll set the video for it." And he'd set the video. He'd never watch it. He'd be like, I put that on for you. And then he put a sticker on the video and and, and he write the name of the movie. Yeah. But he'd never watch it. It was just like a thing so that we'd all have films or something, right? Yeah. yeah. So many films. We had these 240 minute, you know, long play video cassettes. But they'd always run out at the end. Oh, fuck. So can you imagine, and it's not going to be one of my twist endings, but can you imagine watching 12 Monkeys? Oh, <laughs> and the movie stops at the bit near the end where the two of them are going into the airport I don't I, I, I didn't see the end of that movie I think for 10-12 years uh, uh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles Since that. that movie stopped for me at the point where John Candy is sitting in the train station tears coming out of his face rubbing the picture of his dead wife oh, and God. then it stopped there was no, there was no resolution for me. Steve going, Martin didn't come back and go, okay, I changed my mind. Come on, let's have a lovely you're family. Just, you're Christmas. watching it go. You're watching it go. 
This is a comedy. Yeah, it's like, I thought like, all his death. That Just... that movie ending like informed my my attitude towards life. <laughs> the way that that finished, uh, uh, like seriously, like that's that's such a dour ending, yeah. and I never got that lovely emotional closure when he's like walking in. You know, it's it's Thanksgiving time, and he looks up, and the family are on the stairs, and he's like, "I have a friend." Never yeah. got never got that ending, man. I only saw it like for real about two years ago. That's amazing. That's crazy. But uh, you, so the other thing that happened to Ken, just before we actually start talking, but I suppose spoilers are relevant to this particular yeah. episode mm. because it's mystery and twists and stuff. So everyone was, when Game of Thrones came out and everyone was like, oh, we have to, have to watch it, have to watch it. Ken was like, I'm not going to read the books. I want to watch it as, I want to experience it as a TV show. Yeah. So don't spoil it for me. I know you guys have read ahead in the books. This is like season one. So to troll him, my mate Dave, every, every time Ken spoiled another film or whatever, to basically train him, uh, David turn around and tell him three spoilers for Game of Thrones, but only one of them was tr- was true. Oh, Brilliant. what a cock. And, he's, uh, and he told him only one of these two lies were true. And then he'd like give the two lies the truth. Sandwich. And he'd yeah, be yeah. like, he'd be like, "Oh, you motherfucker!" And he's like, "Hey, look, I'm just saying." And then like, the and, and like, turned out to be ghosts. But like, there was like ridiculous ones, and like, but and then the most ridiculous to, made up ones came is through. the one that's true. Like, yeah. But he'd no, he'd be able to like give through because of how mental that show gets and the, and the story gets. He was able to make up. Two that didn't sound anywhere near as bad as the third, and he's like, "Well, it's obviously not that one." Like, yeah. But uh, an ice dragon. dragon. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> with an ice dragon. So if you're not going, so we'll start on film. Since you weren't going with Get Out, what would your film be? Uh, my my film is obviously going to be Fight Club. Right. Like cool. it's the probably the biggest um, twist ending. Uh, I was going to go with a few different ones, like uh, what were, what were some of the ones I mentioned earlier? Really? Yeah, tw- Twelve Monkeys, Usual Suspects. Yeah. yeah, there's loads of ones that. Um, that I had like boxed off. Fight Club was probably the best twist ending because it's a twist that was coming all the way from the start. Yeah. It it was it was the whole movie was made like Fincher made it like visual clues mm. like there was oh, all yeah. the way through. First time I watched that I was like whoa. Whereas I think a lot of the other ones it's uh, let's write a movie with a twist in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think because it came from a book that was really well crafted and well you know well well written, uh that that twist didn't seem as artificial as some of the other ones, which is like, okay, we need a, a movie that's a love story. Yeah. So build up the love story. Now, how can a twist at the end? What's the name of the movie? What's it called? Huh? The Mist. Okay, we just do something with a myth. The Mist is something else. And you're waiting, you're waiting for it, because you know, like, yeah. there's these expositional uh, clues for the start of the film where what? it's all like, oh yeah, he has this key and nobody knows what the key is for and you're waiting for that key to be used on something or it's like, Shame oh, he, he's he's allergic to crab and yes. then, you know, his, his nemesis at the end of the film is a crab the, like, or whatever. The so. worst, I, you're using kind of outlandish examples, but I've genuinely seen ones where someone walks in and goes, I'm sorry I'm late I just witnessed a car crash and then they walk on and I'm like so what the fuck was this car like yeah. clearly that's going to absolutely be the end of the movie there's going to be something yeah, about yeah. that car crash but I've seen people do where they just can't write their way out of it so it's like well we have to throw it in but they retcon the story then they, 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 they write it like I, I read all these books on like how to write story and how to mm. make narrative for like John Truby and stuff like that or the hero's journey and all this quick and trying to make these um, or the writer's journey so how to make these like proper arcing character developments where you know you feel emotionally invested so if something happens to that person the audience are going to go like oh fuck man but they're they're not doing one or the other mm. so you have a twist ending that that destroys that character you're supposed, you're supposed to have fallen in love with but in getting to that twist I have no idea what that noise is 
It's my Silent Hill portal. Oh, okay, go on. There, in the background, there's the lamenting. You said you weren't going to talk about it. <laughs> that is the weirdest. It's like the, it is, your, the building is farting. It, it is. It is this. It is the sound of uh, a three hundred year old Ferris wheel waking up. <laughs> it's just this slow grind. It's not going to pick up on the mic, but you know, it might oh, sorry, a Lovecraft monster. You'll hear something really yeah. faint in the background. Of the yeah, podcast. like a it, bee. It sounds like the the, big, the world's biggest bee or the world's smallest Lovecraftian monster. Yeah. It's just this cute little whine in the background. I'm away. <laughs> How are you? Um, yeah, so like uh, uh, the the twist the twisty parts are always like almost <laughs> almost you know shoehorned into the start of the film. Yeah, I, I, and it very much feels like yeah, you got to the end of that movie and your ending didn't make sense. Yeah. So now you you drop you fucking jam this MacGuffin into the arse of this movie when it didn't really ask for it. I reckon a lot of the time it's something got to do with the director either. It's the studio going, oh no, no, it's, it, it hasn't got enough impact. We need yeah. people talking yeah. about yeah. it. Like Seems Guardians of the Galaxy 2 had, had a really nice story. The character was nicely developed, all that stuff. But they had that whole thing of like, you know, like, our, our, we're not talking about TV yet, but like, I'll talk about it later on. The OA. Did you watch that? No, I haven't seen them. Man, I don't want to do any spoilers, but like OA means original angel. And they have this thing. Is he a gangster? It's like yeah, yeah. I'm the original angel in it. But uh, like, there's this one, and she dies and comes back from 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 the brink of death, and they're trying to harness the power of that or whatever. And it's just fucking. It's just really annoying that like, the end of it ends up with them like doing all these hand movements to bring people back to life. Like that's the whole thing, mm. and that's like fifteen minutes at the end of the last episode when it could have been the last two full episodes yeah. and still been satisfying was that a situation of they found out they weren't going to be getting a second season and they had to go oh shoot we've got to tidy this up I, 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 Angels I really don't know like when we talk about TV I have loads yeah. of TV shows that fuck up um, like that but um, for movies when you jam that stuff in man yeah. people can see it audiences yeah. are smarter than you think people are smarter than you think and I get a lot of guests like on our movie show I Press Play uh, where, where we talk about movies in like a positive regard edit that out it's fine yeah. <laughs> so we're trying to we're trying to talk about um, you know why you should watch a movie instead of passing over like you're looking at a cover on a Netflix queue yeah, and going, yeah. I, 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 uh, Kurt Russell he's really young and I don't know what I don't know what you're doing like, a community service with it, that by the way because I, there's so many times I'm staring at Netflix going oh what is this schlock yeah. yeah if you have somebody that you trust that's recommending the thing for you go and watch it but a lot of those movies I find and a lot of those people who come on the show are the, the guests like they really underestimate the American audience they underestimate mm. America in general and they think that everyone in America is a tick cunt like very few are as tick as comes out on the TV but it's a really nice like all the Americans think that all Irish are alcoholics like we can handle our alcohol but we're not like rolling around in the road. Well, maybe only on a Friday and Saturday night. Possibly on like a World Cup or even on like like St. Patrick's Day or whatever. But, yeah. Or maybe like at lunchtime. a wedding or a funeral or lunchtime. But most of the time, you know, we're not drinking. Yeah. Like between nine and nine in the morning and five in the evening. Like most of the time. Most. But I mean, have we noon? But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I have a tip at eleven. Yeah. But it's the thing of like they're underestimating the audience that are going to be watching that. And and me and Johnny were talking before you came in, uh, Glenn, that um. Basically, you, you know, he was talking about Star Wars uh, or Star Trek. Star Trek, sorry, and how uh, uh, Captain Kirk was jumping through the, the, the gravity streams and it was all being told it was a visual, like a visual yeah. storytelling element to it. And then you have that guy, it's like, well, actually, it must mean he's blah, blah, blah and doing whatever. Like they have to tell it rather than showing it. Yeah. And for those MacGuffins, like, I think they're really underestimating the audience. I, I think you were saying about the, the kind of uh, way stories are told and the kind of um, the hero's journey and stuff like that. I think... 
where it's really, really unsuccessful is where they've, there's a point in the hero's journey where you enter the magical world. You're now, you've, you've left your, your comfort. Yeah. And if, if they kind of normalize it and say, all right, we've done that already. And then the twist at the end was, oh, you didn't, you've never created the money. Like, you know, everything's been pulled from under you. You can kind of look at it and go, that's a bit stupid. Yeah. The ones where it's successful is you, you always feel like something's wrong. In Fight Club, you never feel like things are now the new normal. You, yeah. you never feel like, okay, I'm, we found our stride. We're in this thing. It's always something feels fucking weird. But you do that, like Fincher does that with like visual cues. And yes. like, there's like, uh, there's like flashes or these like kind of glitch effects. Yeah. Uh, as Ed Norton leaves the frame, like Tyler Durden enters the frame. Yeah. Ed is leaving like to the right and Tyler comes in from the left or Ed turns his head this way and Brad Pitt turns his head the other way. So as Ed's face goes away, Brad Pitt's face turns towards the camera. Mm. Like it's amazing when you're watching it, how many times that's done. Yeah. Once you're aware of what the, the, yeah. the twist is, like that, I think that's the good thing about it. So you watch it twice. Yeah. A good yeah. twist ending, you'll watch it a second time because yeah. you're like, Okay, now I need to see where the build up or is there any clues or, yeah. or hints. Whereas, like you're saying, when it's shoehorned in, you're like, well, I'm never going to watch this again because mm. it's just really fucking annoying. Like. Mm. Or like Unbreakable, like you watch that 20 times, like, and you're like, oh, look! Like, it's very, you know, surprising, I think. Yeah, um, it's just a really well paced film. Yeah. I, 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 like, I'd still hold that up as being his best film. I, w- I wouldn't, e- I'd put, like, I wouldn't even put Six Sense in his top three. I mean, it goes Six Sense yeah. Village and then Unbreakable. Sure. Village yeah. is a whopper. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's amazing. A, it's an underrated. I think a lot of people are like, Arrow. I was joking. <laughs> no, I, I think I, it's really I, good. I love the village. I put your facetious bastard. <laughs> I put I put the village, um, Unbreakable and Split in the top three in some order. Like. I couldn't watch Split. I couldn't watch it to the end. I I I watched a lot of uh, James McAvoy stuff. I just watched like Filth and all, and I was just like, ah, it's too many. Yeah, too many Jimmies. We went seeing the cinema. And it was actually we were about like that, yeah. was, that was actually yeah. better than we expected I, it to be. Is I, there is there supposed to be like some kind of weird through line between uh, Unbreakable and Split? And then there's spoilers, another, yes. there's yes. another there's another <laughs> yeah. movie coming out. Yeah, so that, that that which is currently being filmed is yeah. called Glass. I, I, ah, fuck. So it's a bit. It's it's Samuel Jackson's character is yeah. back and all. Like there's been there's been set shots released where he's in the outfit and he's back on yeah. on the thing. And he has that and, Richard Ayoade haircut again. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. then there's been there's been shots released as well <laughs> of. Um, of James McAvoy, um, who looks even more built than he did really previously. Like nice. he's been obviously like working on it, and the beast. Uh, his girlfriend must have liked it, so he's like, "I'll go back to the gym now." Yeah. Um, I like it's there's been pictures of him just basically wearing the the trousers that he has at the end of the thing. Yeah, f- um, fighting. Uh, you can't tell if it's Bruce. Well, I'm assuming it's a stunt double. Yeah, but the guy in the full rain nice. gear outside of a hospital. I uh, I went to see Split with you in the cinema, and I didn't realize how much I cared about the movie and about Shyamalan and all that kind of stuff because I, I think I kind of assumed that there was it was in relation to one of his other movies or something but I actually started getting nervous towards the end I was like I just really hope the twist fucking happens soon because like, I've been enjoying it up till now yeah. and I just need to get it over with because if the, it's stupid but the twist happens at the start the twist of, of like it's very much in it's they don't bury the lead it's like yeah he's got multiple personalities yes they actually no, go no. Op- away from it it's the whole thing no this is it I just, yeah. needed, just I just needed them to get to a point of the, the twist for me again spoilers the twist for me is whether he was right or not the twist for me is whether oh, he okay. actually is this the beast. beast character or not yeah and I was actually getting nervous I was like they better not do something stupid and there could have been an even worse twist there could have been something like it was aliens yeah. or something like really fucking stupid and I got to the end of the movie and I actually could calm down afterwards and go there was no stupid twist. They didn't. They 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 did an arc, and at the end there was a couple of little roller coaster bumps at the end, and that's it. That's, yeah. They didn't try to do anything really. Like, I think that was sh- that was sh- the uh, M Night's uh, uh, 
redemptive movie. Yes. Because there's a lot of people expecting that to be not the visitors good. or whatever it's called. It was a, the visit that was actually pretty good as well. Yeah. It's oh, it's when he's given like fuck all of a budget and a tiny set and like a handful of people. Yeah. That's when he makes his best film. I think yeah I think he was spoiled a little bit like and the mist that's his as well right. No. What's, no, what's the, the one? Mist, the mist is Frank Darabont. What's the one? The fog or the 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 the, the happening? The happening. That's there the one. Go. Yeah, yeah. The, the happening. With the plants. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not at all. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> yes, that's not good. And um, that was kind of like Pete Shyamalan. Like people were like, but that was that you was fucking like dickhead. I'm not even. Oh, that, that was like when they're like, here's all the money in the world, and how yeah. many locations you want to yeah. go to. It's what he is best. With, like if you look at all of his stuff, the. Unbreakable has a couple of different locations, but for the most part, it's usually just the interior of yeah. a house, and then um, some some close close one shots on a street moving or, or, or what's his name's art gallery. Yeah, um, in the Sixth Sense, it's usually just the house. The restaurant is probably the biggest scene with the most uh, extras. Yeah, but other than that, it's usually like two or three people in yeah. a big area. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's the, this whole thing of, um, and, and I think obviously that was an aesthetic choice of we're going to constantly show. The kid and Bruce there in this area, massive big space so, with solitary. nobody around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then once you know the tw- uh, like, oh, he sees he sees dead people. Then it's the whole thing of like, well, how many people is he seeing in that place? Yes, and it puts it into your head like. And then if you look at science, science takes place nearly in a, there's a, one scene in a town. Science else, is really good. Science is great. I even liked Devil. The idea behind science is stupid. A race allergic to water invades a planet that is seventy percent covered in water, and which the 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 organisms on the planet are about ninety percent water. Well, what could possibly go fucking wrong? Technically, they're not aliens; they're demons. So I don't know. of course, they hate water. But the um, but even the setting for that is pretty much just it's yeah. the house and the field around. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's that whole like and devil like you're saying it's just in the 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 lift. Devil wasn't written by Shyamalan, but you just directed it. Yeah, and it felt like a really good Outer Limits episode. Like it wasn't the yeah. greatest movie ever. But made. it's it was just it's that whole like, thing of like having it once he's in a kind of confined space. Yeah. With a handful of characters, and he's allowed focus, and he's allowed build. So whenever he goes out into the big so we need to imprison M Night Shyamalan. Just making a note of that, and keep him. Can keep he make him. the next Cube film? Mm. Cube is a cracker, man. That, we we, that, we did an episode. We're going to release it on White Press Player, like uh, with uh, Steve, comedian Steve Elliott. It's mm. a fucking whopper movie, really, really. Good yeah. And there's loads of little extra bits, like all the people are named after prisons in America yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like really nice touches. And then like Cube Zero and then Cube Hypercube, Cube, Hypercube like all this stuff. But like the first <laughs> one it was called Hypercube. The That's first crazy. one is just a real nice <laughs> the first one is just a real nice little uh, kind of bum squeaker. It's a, it's a single set. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it could be a play. Yeah, you know what I mean. It really it's cool. Like change the lights, do the literally stuff. Literally the lights, because yeah, that's what they did. Lights. They only built one. It's a green room. room. It's a blue room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's such yeah. a good idea. Like, that's great. Uh, I did like signs. Uh, I did like. Um, signs is hilarious. Uh, the village. I really like the village. Yeah, I really. Like I like the concept of it, and the the twist at the end is totally unexpected. You're not expecting nothing because I think that whole time, like uh, the the the, the coloring of the whole movie. As well as the costumes, as well as the soundscape. There's no modern music. It's all done with like uh, you know an ambient pads. Mm. So there's no there's yeah. no instruments even. There's no stringed instruments yeah. and uh, yeah. you know the 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 real authentic stuff. There's no even like hints or clues. Like no one's wearing a digital watch or yeah. there's none of this and stuff. It's right up until the moment where it's revealed, you're like, oh, what are you gonna find? What you what you gonna find? What's out it's, here? It's that it's the whole like they're, they're, you know it'll be. I actually thought it was no. gonna be a post apocalyptic thing. I. 
I genuinely I thought it was going to be like I, th- I thought, thought it was so far in the future that everything has just like everything's gone to shit yeah. and these people have essentially reverted because they're like well we know that way of life worked I thought it was going to be like a demonic uh, uh, like there was another I, I, I knew the monsters weren't real monsters but I thought they were going to be like another tribe across the far side like right, the others okay. in Lost or whatever you do, know? do you know when someone t- when you meet somebody for the first time and sometimes you and your friends decide to fuck with them and you tell them a really long joke that doesn't go anywhere yes or even there's that kind of joke is that what this podcast is for that's me exactly it's not Fox recording at all <laughs> <laughs> but it's you start you do, you do a really long joke and sometimes you stop he's put up 10 episodes of this podcast to make this joke today. Like, that's a really long it's, we've got no guests it's been me doing voices the whole time <laughs> oh, I am split it turns out at the end of this um, no you do a really long joke and it's like the one where you've got the brick and yes. you bounce the brick around and the guy's going to bounce the brick and it goes up in the air yeah. and there's no punchline yeah. and then later on in the night you do the final punchline and it's so anticlimactic that's what the village was for me she goes out and it's today and I was like, that's, the, that's, what the I fuck? Do, I, do, okay. But there's, there's psychological elements to that when she comes back that she then is part of the cabal that has to keep the yeah. secret. Like, the whole weight of the village is on her shoulders and she can't see it. I, yeah. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. And then when she comes back, ironically, the blind girl is the one who has seen mm. everything and now she's also dumb. Not only is her sight taken away, but yeah. her speech is taken away. And that was the thing that she had. She was always outspoken. She was always, mm. you know, the one who would tell the truth. Yeah. And and that was the thing she had instead of, like, her blindness fortified her character to be able to do that. And now because she has seen stuff, because she was given sight for a moment to see that thing, her, her voice is taken away, which is her... I just like the, I like the bit in the past better. I'll have to get your dad to video it for me. Missed the bit at the end. Cut, like, the great film, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually did contact my dad. <laughs> after hearing these yeah. stories now. Um, cool. Glennon, what did you have as your, as your movie? Um, well, I wanted to mention The Usual Suspects. Yeah. Featuring... I, I redacted... I don't know if you want to mention them now. Like, yes. This is getting in so much trouble. And, <laughs> and directed by Brian Singer. He's probably feeling kind of nervous right now yeah, if all the rumours are to be believed. Like, so, Look, um, man, people do sexy things. Like, they, they do shit... <laughs> They do shit that's wrong and like I don't think, personally I don't think, being a conspiracy guy, I don't really think that, um, you know, Harvey Weinstein's back catalogue should be destroyed. No, I don't it's... think Kevin Spacey's legacy should be, you know, gone. Uh, a lot of people online have been talking about like, yeah, let's delete all of his movies up until the time he committed the crime and then everything that he made after that alleged crime then shouldn't be included. I'm like... No, that means no. like you know you're not allowed to listen to no, any of the any like, of the Amy Winehouse uh, music because she was smoking crack. Which I know smoking crack and molesting somebody is not the same level, but it's just like, you know why 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 is there such a a, a retconning of people's art? Like, it's it's that's the memory hole. That's fucking nineteen eighty four George Orwell stuff. Yeah, we can say Kevin Spacey's a gifted actor because he fucking is. Yeah. But, but he like, also likes, also you know, so fiddling little boys' willies as it's well. If people allegedly. are like, you know, oh, no, no, we should get rid of, you, you can't talk about films. It's like, well, you're silencing the work of all these other people who never did anything wrong. Exactly. Yeah. There's Which hundreds is... of other people behind that shit. Yeah. People are talking about, like, uh, um, uh, Kevin Smith gave back all the money that he made from Miramax and he gave it to, like, a, 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 a fact check now for this one, but I think he gave it to, like, a rape crisis charity or something like that. Mm. Like, gave back all the money. I mean, Cool. But also, that is the biggest virtue signal I've ever seen in my life. I did not know that. He get on. That's the money fact from check what? that now. Fact yeah. check that. All yeah. the money from what? From the movies that were made by Miramax. That he still had. But all of his <laughs> movies were made by Miramax. That's would have been all of his money. 
No, it was, it was I, only I don't think so. Yeah, it was like the first two. Or oh, was it just the first maybe two, yeah. Dogma as well was one of them. Which, but that that tanked anyway. Oh, does it become the USQ at a certain point and then it's yeah. his own company? Yeah. yeah. So whatever, whatever, whatever movie, whatever movie money he made from Miramax, he gave it back. And I'm like, all right, good for you, bro. But that's like saying like, you know, uh, uh, you go into Las Vegas and you start gambling in a casino and then you find out like the casino had a whole section of it burned down. That doesn't mean that you have to give back all the money that you fucking won out of the casino. The lads are all have insurance. The fucking people all still have jobs. They just won't work in that section of the casino for a while until it's rebuilt. Mm -hmm. Then it's rebuilt and it'll be like, that never happened. Like, don't be a fucking martyr. Yeah. And, and also, don't be taking away other people's work. Yeah, exactly. There's so many other people working. Like, how and much did Weinstein do to get those movies made? And then they're going, like, he fucking rapes a few people. And then you're like, right, everybody, retcon all that. History doesn't exist. Okay. I've, I've got this weird disconnect, the Polanski disconnect in my head. Yeah. Where I'm like, I really love Polanski's movies up until the moment I found everything he did. I was like, for some reason, I can still enjoy the ones before I knew that. Yeah. Where I, I'd enjoyed them <laughs> well, already. No, because your first viewing wasn't. Just like the victims wasn't of the rape, by right? <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your first viewing wasn't coloured by that like yes. by, by that knowledge yeah. like well no the usual I used to die wrong Polanski until he molested me yeah well I mean it's the same as you like you just until he molested your mind with the knowledge that he molested someone there you yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's like it's, a quantum molestation it's, no it's you know what it is a point it's, of, yeah. it, 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 in a weird way it's like when you know go, you watch something made by someone or involving someone that you know they've done something fucked up it's like having an extra character on the screen Aside from them, that you're going, yeah. like, it's the it's the specter of what they did, it, and it's just like it's well, just really fucking off putting while I'm trying to watch this film. If you're watching, if you're watching, uh, Usual Suspects, which is the, the cliche like, uh, uh, twist kind of yeah twist movie or whatever. Yeah. it's not as bad as watching something like American Beauty. Yes, because yeah. that that is like autobiographical almost, you know. Yeah, there, and there, it does have that twist, and it does have there's that. some very kind of yeah where he plays a straight kitty fiddler who's not definitely not gay. And then you're watching and we're going, you know, you know, it's one of these things is be true, one of these things will not be true. Yeah. I, re- I really hope I know which ones are which. Or really. Yeah. It's like it's, it's like a shit sandwich that your yeah, gives the lads over Game of Thrones. Like, it's yeah. like could, could it be this? Yeah. But I, I just wanted to mention it because it's like, I, I feel we'd be remiss to not yes. mention yeah. that it, it, it was one. And it is still very well done. And, and Seven as well then as his, as, as like, yeah. I don't know if that's so much a twist. That's just more of a reveal. Mm. It's like the slow burner, like the, 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 the village or like um, yeah but it's more ca- it's, it's more the case of he's not like teased as being he's it's not like in like I was watching I, I was looking for something to watch the other day I put on the bone collector yeah that old Angelina Jolie um, Denzel, Washington. Denzel Washington one and the there's the whole thing of like oh it's like one of the first characters you see in the entire thing mm. is actually the killer and he's like oh he's the technician who keeps yeah, fixing that's that retcon shit that I don't like and I'm like well no no you can, it's actually planned in that in that film you can tell it's planned in that film no I know but, but I mean it's, it's, like, it's very like have, did you get it yet that's yeah, the thing yeah, I yeah, yeah 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 and it was um but the no the, like um the actual ones that I wanted to mention was existence oh brilliant mm. yeah bit of Jude Law yeah and it's like so there's some it's Cronenberg film and it's just it's so it's his usual body horror fucked up messed up shit. It's so good. It's really it good. is. It is. But it's really it's, good. and like when it starts going, through, it goes through multiple twists at the end. But it's actually for a purpose. It's yeah. not just a case yeah. of oh you didn't see that coming. Oh you didn't yeah. see that coming. There's actually this whole thing where it's meant to make you feel like you're disconnecting from reality. Just like is, wearing the existence. Yeah, 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 and it's and and, it, and the way it goes through it all. But the. the pinnacle for that moment is the very last scene mm. where they point the guns at the guy and he's like come on we're still in the game right and this is three times after people have come out of a game yeah, into another yeah. game into another game and you're like 
no, don't leave it there. Yeah. Oh my God, my, my brain. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, can't get, I can't get around this now. Like, and I remember when I first saw it, I think it was like 13, 14, and I was like, oh, I've heard it's a good film. And I sat down to watch it, and I was like, this is a really good film. And I'm watching it all the way through, and I get to the end, and I'm like, oh, it's a twist. Oh, it's a twist. Oh, it's a. Oh, no, don't do that to me. Yeah. It's, and then my brain's just like, no, I need a moment. I need it's very much like an Outer Limits episode this yeah. life. Another yeah. One, yeah. But uh, it's just, it's that whole, the cut. Yeah. The yeah. willingness to just cut when he goes, oh, we're still in the game, right? Yeah. And then he just cut, and you're like, beautiful. The uh, it's got the greatest character intro of all time, where at the very very start they're in an em- an empty church. Is that yes, and they're all doing this little like indie game release, and uh, they're all talking it up. And actually, it's very like watching people do indie games, like kind of like the yeah. the, the auteurs who keep like saying, "Oh, games can be anything to anyone." Yeah, <laughs> and it, but it's the what a two thousand and one movie, two thousand nineteen ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine, right? And yeah. uh, it's got the greatest character intro where someone's like, "And we're, tonight we've got the games maker," and it cuts, and there's this cyberpunk girl standing there, and goes. Alexa Geller and one guy goes the world's greatest game designer and I was like really fucks but also a little bit of you just went I hope someone will shout that, me, that at me in a room yeah, someday yeah. I, no but I was looking at her going she, in real life she'd be the Peter Monolo or something like this yeah. person who steps forward and goes I am the greatest like fuck you look guys Gabe Newell <laughs> yeah it's but weird then, no, it's, just, it's a really good film um, I just think it does that kind of that ending really well because there's also yeah. a feeling when the game when the, the film is progressing and the game is progressing I suppose when it's progressing you're like I don't know how this is going to end yeah yes. because it's going there's no way to know yeah That's and it's, uh, which is really really good I prefer like, those ones like the Terry Gillingham uh, absurdist kind of movies yeah. like Zero Theorem and Brazil and these kind of ones where yeah. it's not st- strictly a traditional twist but it's like anything can happen but yeah yes. and when it goes off the rails like that you're so, you're so into it you're just like I'm totally on board yeah. it's, it's like when they do fantastical ridiculous surreal endings in a film that's been playing it fairly straight you're like really but in that yeah. because, because of all the the body horror elements and the them dipping in and out of, of the existence machine you're like okay yeah I'm, I'm not quite sure what's real and what isn't here and that's fine for yeah. this for the purpose of the film the, so that kind of mystery I call it, instead of the Shyamalan mystery which is Here's the world. There is logic, and we're going to present it to you at some point, and you're going to finally understand. Yeah, that's the kind of Philip K. Dick kind of mystery, which yeah. is there are layers of consciousness. Like, yes, there's layers of what could be real, and we'll reveal enough to you, but there'll be still mystery there. There'll like be... total recall rules. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Joe, what was that? That joke that was going around a while ago. It's when you uh, when you try and gaslight your girlfriend. That's a dick move. When you try and convince her she's an android, that's a Philip K. Dick move. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. And then the, the other one I just want to mention was uh, Shutter Island. Yeah. Oh but yes, the Scorsese film. I was convinced that was Nolan. Why did I think that? Because it feels like Nolan. It's, yeah, and it has Leonardo DiCaprio in it, and yeah. I yeah. think Christopher Nolan's in love with him. C- so. Cinematography-wise, it's yeah. it, it's very much like it, it feels like a, a Nolan film. Shot mm. um, on film as well, so maybe it has that the feel, the look, and yeah. it has a lot of these uh, like right. Do you know what Christopher Nolan likes to do? These. Uh, rising horizon reveal shots these yeah. landscape mm. reveal shots because Shutter Island and the set was so beautiful they were doing these like helicopter where it's like ground 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 sky sky yeah. sky yeah. sky sky like it does yeah. those and it's it's one of the, uh, what I really like about it is I kind of had a suspicion of what the twist was going to be mm. yeah um, but at the same time I was I was still really impressed by the story that it was it had um like you've got this whole thing of he goes out to the island and he's the detective and he's trying to figure out what's happening and you get this you get very much and it's obviously done on purpose but you get this feeling everyone's hiding something and you're like yeah. Yeah. shit what's the mystery what's going on and it was only towards the end I was like oh hang on a minute 
oh I think I know what's happening yeah. here and then it was even then it was slightly different to what I expected and I'm mm. like oh this is very good and it does have an inception feel though I know how uh, like Jonathan said like it feels a bit Nolan-y uh, similar to um, Bambi oh what's the other Christopher Nolan film <laughs> I had in my head there saying, oh, sorry. Yeah, like, oh, the Prestige? Uh, the Prestige, that's it. Yeah. So like in the Prestige where you know there's something dodgy and it's on both sides, yeah. there's something dodgy. And then the reveal for one is like, ah, fuck off. Yeah. He's a twin, fuck off. <laughs> and then he gives you the real reveal and you're like, oh, you dirty bastard. Yeah. Like that, that Shutter Island did have that double that double reveal. Yeah. And it also had like the, the Inception-y yeah. kind of like someone knows the secret all the way along. And there's somebody hiding something and then it starts to peek out. And when you do it on a second watch, you can see, oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. there it is. It's slipping. But it's the, the fact that like even all the staff of the of the asylum, they come across as so sinister when you first watch it. Yeah. Mm. But then when you watch it again, you're like, these. it's concern. It's yes, actually yes. their concern. And it's like, oh, that's a masterful piece of like writing and directing. Like, Have any of you guys ever had cannabis psychosis? No. no. Have you ever been mad paranoid from smoking too many drugs? No. no. Okay, I have. And that tiniest bit of uh, paranoia about someone who's concerned for you when you're like what are you, what are you trying to do to me yeah. because there is an element of I want to affect change in your life but it's how you perceive that change mm, right, on gotcha. your person on your person puts that connotation of like harm or help right do you know like it's like if you find a joke funny or not it depends on how you feel about the yeah. subject matter of the joke yeah like a rape true. joke people some people are like ha, ha, ha. and then like obviously rape victims are all like what yeah uh so for for, for that thing when you're watching it for the first time you're like the rape victims are slightly whiplash or something like dick dash like what <laughs> yeah yeah how dare you uh i said no um meh. but it's like the guys in shoulder island when they're when they're kind of like feeling menacing at the start it's because you think that they're trying to hold him back from what he wants to do, believing that his yeah. quest is honourable and, and just. Hmm. And as you find out later on, it's a test to make sure that he's not yeah. crazy. So Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing. When I watched it the second time, I could see that how their actions then because like, it's cause he's your character who yeah. brings you into it. Hmm. I was like, these guys are hiding something. Yeah. When I watched it the second time, I'm like, Oh, I can see what they're doing. But the paranoia would would sway your sway your mind into thinking like they want to change what I'm doing. What I think I'm doing is right, and you're trying to change me. Stop trying to change what I'm doing, man. I'm doing the right thing when you're not doing the right thing. And I I really like that. That was a really good, very good example of writing and directing. It's written by Dennis Lehane though. Like, so he just like. So not this, this apartment is definitely farting. I have no idea. Yeah, what? Uh, it sounds like somebody's we'll, building we'll, something we'll or renovating nearby. Yeah, yeah. And but yeah, like like Dennis Lehane stuff always has little twists in it somewhere mm. I think this is the kind of the biggest one that he's done yeah like there's, there's little twists in Gone Baby Gone there's little twists in that was the a bit at the River. end that was a bit like fuck off but that's Gone kind of Gone a little bit that's the, that's like I mean that's the, the child ends up in your man's apartment all along and you're like huh uh, yeah but I mean at the same time it's it's kind of his films are meant to be very much nothing is resolved right nothing yeah. is yeah. Maybe like that's people don't come, like. don't don't come out better off than when they went in yeah, I mean, if you look at Mystic River and all, right, yeah. it's the same, mm. and it's like, but it, it it's um, I I just I think it's probably my favorite twist ending that I've seen, and I only watched it about three years ago, and it was probably my favorite twist ending of the last five or six years. I uh, sure on, like, oh, really, yeah, it's just mm. oh, like film wise, it just grabbed me in such a way I was like, I I'm really impressed by this. It's just really like well written, well done. Yeah, so I uh, I really like the visuals and set dressing and set pieces and that kind of stuff. And uh, there's a, a scene, I'm going to go back to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, 
we're just outside the factory. This is the most fucking on the nose thing, and I never noticed it. There's a bit where they're staring at the factory, and this tinker comes by with his cart, and he's got his stuff on it. And they say, well, you know, I wonder what's going on there. And it just cuts to the tinker, and he goes, no one goes in, and no one comes out. And framed in his head is just knives. On his cart is just hanging knives, pots and pans, but like knives. And as he says it, he has knives flanking him. And then it cuts back, and you're like, I'm terrified at that moment. I don't know why, like, I'm so scared of this. At the very start of Shutter Island, you know, DiCaprio starts near water, as he often does. Yes. Um, he's on the boat, and he kind of, he's looking seasick and everything. There's just chains and shackles hanging beside oh, him. Oh, brilliant, yeah. And it's so much stuff like that. And as I was watching Shutter Island, I, I picked up on a couple of these bits, and I was so... That's like third watch kind yeah, of details. Yeah, but well, I was yeah, so yeah, yeah. overjoyed seeing a couple of little things, because I'm like, I know I'm going to watch this again, I know I'm going to love yeah. it. And there's a bit where some, a woman asks for water, and they hand her a cup, and as she's talking, she takes a sip. She's not holding the cup they handed her. She's just making the shape of a cup with her hands, bringing it to her face, and putting it down. And I noticed it, and I was like, oh my god, everyone's fucking insane, because nobody calls her on it. She's just, the cup disappears. Hmm. Someone puts I'd say the continuity and... officer in that movie was having a field day. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> today's the day you wait, go wait, wait, so, fuck so, you so, up. So I gotta take it out. Yes. <laughs> wait, no, no, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, show I... me, show me how big you're uh, miming the size of the cup. Little bit bigger, little bit bigger. Cool. Okay, yeah, keep yeah. it like that. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, there's some, there's some crackers as well that are like a little bit spooky. I haven't watched the others in a really long time, but it's on all of those. Um, yeah movie twist lists yeah, yeah but I, I, I really like that and I remember yeah. watching it and liking it I haven't seen it in a very long time but the, the twisty bit where you know they're being haunted but they're being haunted by the living because they're already dead yeah. that's really nice I thought yeah. it's a nice reversal uh, I, it was something that hadn't. I, I don't think had been done before and well, then I, I, I wonder if that's like a group of lads sitting around drunk and went what if we're the ghosts <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I like it write that down write that down call Nicole Kidman immediately <laughs> I love the, the writer's room for Lost sketch where they're just sitting there going, all right, we, we've been asking a lot of questions in Lost. We've got to answer some of these. What if they wake up and the ocean is gone? <laughs> how can the ocean be gone? He's like, a dog did it. It's <laughs> like, everyone should up and go, how about we submit all our scripts with the page numbers reversed and it just undoes itself. It's like, yeah, yeah, that'll buy us some time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, okay, let's do that. Um, yeah, lost, lost would be my pick for a TV uh, yeah. uh, twisty ending job. Really? I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, in the way that you have to fondly remember a relationship that ended badly, <laughs> but you That's stayed great. in, you stayed That's in, great. it you stayed in it for too long. Because to you wanted to make break. a go of it. Yeah, yeah, you were in it for four years, and you're like, well, fuck it, I, I, I've been with you for four years. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Oh right, you've term, you've, uh, right, it's terminal. Oh okay, yeah. all right, we'll look at. I'll stay with you till the end. And then as soon as, you know, they pull the sheet over its face, you're like, cool, fuck, I got away with that yeah. one. Shit. Yeah, that was a roller coaster. Yeah. So what was, your, what was your film, Johnny, before we move on uh, to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly through Planet of the Apes. Because nice. I think this is the, the one. Original? The original? The 68 Planet, original? 1968. Uh, the screenplay was by Rod Serling, amongst other people, who was the guy who wrote Night Gallery and Twilight Zone. He was the guy who just fucking loved this. We've mentioned kind of... Picture a movie. Yes. Charles Peston barely wears any clothes. <laughs> Your wife will love it. And it's... Uh, I remember watching that. You, no, I didn't watch it at the time. Obviously, I watched it years and years ago. Maybe like five years ago, I watched it. That's a really good movie. <laughs> they do the whole thing. Um, it It's confusing. The guy goes in space. He comes back 2,000 years later. There's a bunch of ape people. They're still humans, but they don't speak anymore. And they... Right, I'm, there's no way this is a spoiler but like he is back on earth the whole point is he's found another movie with apes that speak English and everything like that and for some reason it all kind of wraps up with oh wait that all makes sense if it was earth all along and after he left 
humans devolved and apes evolved and became yeah. a dominant species, that actually makes sense. Um, and then it gets to the very, very end, and he sees the remains of the Statue of Liberty, and there's been a nuclear war, he falls to his knees, you maniacs. And I remember just sitting there going, that was a really good sci-fi movie. It was a double sense. twist. In order for this, I went and watched the end of Tim Burton's remake from 2001. Oh, God, what did you do? With, with Mark Wahlberg, and I? With Mark Wahlberg. Mark yeah. Wahlberg, I thought, because I thought that was a hint, because they've got a human that looks fucking dumber than any ape they could put on screen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a hint that they were trying to say about humans devolving and <laughs> apes evolving, right? And I spent 15 minutes this morning trying to figure out what the twist is in that movie. And I cannot figure out what the fucking twist was. I remember being just that it got made. Dis- yeah. disgusted with it at the time. And it seems to be that he went into space and then came back in time. And then another spaceship with a monkey on it came back in time. And then at the end he escapes. But it might actually be another planet. It's not that it was Earth. It was actually another planet. But this time when he leaves, he goes all the way back in time, back to present day Earth. Except Abe Lincoln was an ape. And I j- ape Lincoln. Ape Lincoln, thank you. And I t- genuinely yeah, that watch, was really shit. watch the ending I just twice. remember that now as you're saying it and I'm starting to dislike you. It's not. <laughs> for, for reminding me of yeah, it. Yeah. It's just not. like a small bit of hatred coming out of you now. It doesn't make a lick of sense. There's absolutely. I, 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 think, I think what he meant to do was, as far as I remember from watching it many years ago, once. Yeah. Uh, was like, instead of going into the future, they sent the ape back into the past and the apes evolved instead of humans. Right. So they retconned the past. But. But like. That's if it was if everybody was apes, was there any any races like are I humans know, supposed I, to be I the black people like the subjugated it, race? I, I think it was I, mean, I think it was something that like he was trying to imply that apes uh, humans came first from apes and rather than it being that apes he, came first and then humans came from apes. Yeah, but he was like, oh, what's the missing link? The missing link is what comes after humans that evolves into apes, and it's if we send them back far enough and all this shit. I don't know. He was like, I was I, I watched reach. it and I could even I can picture him right like fucking hate Tim Burton <laughs> and I can picture him just going the twist is there is no twist and then someone punching him yeah. and that that's I, I can't picture the first half without a fist coming out of nowhere yeah. and just clocking him in the face because it sounds like something he'd say as yeah. odd as he- Helena Barham character is in all of her movies she must be really supportive <laughs> like she's just telling him he's great the whole oh, time yeah. no matter what he does yeah. and he just keeps putting her in movies like he's getting too much like too much support I think, I think she just likes dressing up I yeah. Same with Johnny Depp. I mean, he looks wearing eye makeup. I think they're both just something. Johnny and Helena just go over to Tim's house and just like you're great, Tim. And he, oh, what? At the end, do, you're do, brilliant. Do, do that. Do, do you reckon like Johnny Depp is like the third wheel in that relationship? No. Do you reckon like Tim Burton's a cook? Oh, absolutely. And it's like he gets the pair of them. He directs them. Yeah, absolutely. The oh yeah. I think I think they go over to his house and he's got I'll have a white streak in my hair and I'll be a barber and I'll sing. He's like, oh my God, you'll sing. That's terrible. I love it. Let's do it. Yeah, but, like but he, then he's like, quick to the bedroom. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, it's all it's all an elaborate like cook play thing. And they're all just getting paid for it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like studios paying them. This is never. I never thought that. This That's is Tarantino just... with his feet. This is absolutely. This, this is, we are getting a glimpse into their bedroom. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Let us know, Tim, if you're listening. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so actually, on on theme. Uh, because we've talked about David Fincher and we've talked about long drawn out fucking weird um, things to do to people my movie that I'm going to pick is The Game from 1997 yeah I had a feeling it would be which is the <laughs> the David Fincher movie with Michael Douglas where Sean Penn and Sean Penn yes and uh, instead of me describing the movie just play that bit from the start where we talk about what I do to Leelis <laughs> because, have you seen it? no so the movie is that it's, it's what do you get the man who has everything Michael Douglas is this 
billionaire, banker, billionaire. Like owns big company. Yeah, he he has everything, and his brother, in order to like kind of you know get some kind of so, and him and his, him, his, him and his brother kind of like they have a very kind of they have a very brotherly relationship in yeah. that they you can you can tell that they they kind of hate each other but they kind of love each other. Like, yeah, you know what I mean, it's really sure. kind of like they're very snippy remarks to one another. The kind of things that yeah. like you'd expect from a family, yeah. you know. Um, and his brother's like, okay, it's his fiftieth birthday or something. It's his fiftieth birthday, and he gets him this thing called the game, and it's the like Jumanji. <laughs> if only, kind, kind of, uh, with assault rifles. Yeah, but he hands it to him. And goes, it's the game. This is it. And Michael Douglas has to go along, and he goes to this building, and they give him a day's worth of psychological tests. Like he's getting more and more pissed off to the point they like this is part of the game. Like they're pissing him off. That's how it starts. Yeah, and they they do all this stuff with him. And then he goes off and nothing happens. And he's kind of like, all right. And he's going about his life. And then weird shit starts happening. And he's like, okay, it's finally starting. It's, it's like game. an episode of Black Mirror then, right? Yeah, it feels that, like that one where your man it's, gets it's, the chip in his eye and all of his yeah, deepest fears. It's, well, it's actually, like, the thing is, there's no sci-fi or fantasy conceit in it. What it is, no. It's just, it's pure, like... It's all psychological like, terror. It's like, but it's, it's... You know what you, like, you can do it in... I've seen, they do it in Vegas and stuff, like, where you can go on a tour where it's like... You're all secret agents, and here's your mission. Yeah, it's you like that. Be, you can pay to be kidnapped as well. Yeah, but there's an entire thing. company dedicated to fucking with one person. Yeah, so they pay the brother and the like gang stalking or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Like it gets to the point in the film where the they basically have figured out what he's going to do so well that he thinks he shot his brother. But the the weapon that it was like had duds in it. And I, this and is the one I won't spoil. I'm not going to say the ending because I kind of want to. I I, I, I think you should tell this. me the ending because I'm I'm intrigued. Right? That, oh, so well, as, it, yeah, as it goes through, basically he starts and it's a little bit at the very start. It's a bit kind of tame, like some yeah. kind of fun stuff starts happening. He finds himself in a car chase or something about yeah. that tame scene setting. Yeah. yeah, and you can kind of see him begrudgingly and, starting to like it. Yeah, and I think at one point an actor breaks character and says something to him, and he's like, nah. But then weird stuff starts happening and really dark stuff starts and he has this whole fear of falling because his dad died falling off a building and he walks past, like in his house he fi- comes out and finds a dead body lying in the ground outside of his house, his giant mansion as if it had fallen and it's gone too far and he's ringing his brother saying, to, you know, stop it, you stop this, get your money back and he flips the body and it's a mannequin with a clown mask and then bad shit starts happening, like really bad shit and then he starts realising that these guys are thieves, that they're actually there to rob him, that this what there is no... Thing and he hates his brother. He's like, "Oh my god, this is my brother stealing my money," yeah. and he realizes the day's worth of psychological tests was them trying to figure out his passwords to all his accounts. And he checks his account, and two of his accounts are zeroed out, and everything like that. And he meets this waitress, and he's freaking out. And then she's like, "He's doing something," and she starts trying to help him. And then he realizes she might be in it, and it just everything in it is constant rug pulls. There's no one twist because you know it's, it's like a, the... a domino paranoia. Yeah, yes. but so it's... so the game bit is just like oh, I'm having a bit of a laugh. Yes, but then but he goes into the psychological tests and it's and the and the guys in the psychological yeah. tests realize, oh yeah, I'm I, I'm going to do this. Thing. I'm gonna, they they flip the switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I think I like this. Oh, one. that's fucking class. Uh, this one as a as a mystery movie is so good because it's not like Usual Suspects where information is being kept from you. Yeah. And at the very end, it's a big reveal. This one is you're learning as the protagonist learns. Yeah, that's yeah. as. As he goes to his ATM and types in and real sees a zero and freaks out, you're there with him going, I have perfect information. I know what he knows. Like I It's not like an Ocean's Eleven where yes, it's like exactly. and here's what we did. Ding dang ding ding yeah. ding 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 here's what we did the thing and all the money's gone. But then like at what it, towards the end, like he, there's a point where he they, they kidnap him and he wakes up in a coffin in Mexico. Like it's yeah. really bad shit keeps happening. But then towards the end, they're like, No, no, this isn't just theft anymore. This is personal, this is torture. 
But then it, like it swoops back up and goes, maybe this is still the game. Maybe yeah. this is fine. And it keeps going, going. And the, it gets to the point at the end where he basically he shoots his brother, and he believes that he's killed him, and the police are coming in on him, and he he ends up jumping off the building. And they like this. They've they've engineered. They have engineered it, it and he so the last thing that happens is he's on a bridge or a building or something and then it's all like and hey so he, does, he, he falls down right and there's like a, it's basically like a, a square building with a crash hollow center yeah. Yeah. but he goes through a glass ceiling onto a crash mat but that and when he gets up no no the moment there is perfect because he lands and he's not dead yeah and two stagehands come in really matter of fact and start brushing glass off him yeah which you would have to do and that's the moment you realise it's over when when yeah. like the curtain is pulled everybody and he stands up and his brother walks in and he's got like the exploded vest on him and he just goes over and hugs him and everybody from the film is there and they're all clapping it, like, and it's like and, it, and you can even see the look of relief on his face his, his brother's like, wearing a white tuxedo with like the blood stained down it where he shot him and he's yeah. like hey brother and like it's about forty people there, and it's all they're all yeah, applauding. Cause, cause who plays these bro- the brother and the guy? It's Michael Douglas, Douglas is the protagonist, and Sean Penn is the brother. Oh and my like, god! And, and when he brings it to him, when he first comes to him, he's like, "I did this. It changed my life. Yes, you need to do this." That's such a good movie. And it's and he puts it gives him a, it gives like things. a billionaire has everything and you and you zest for you you've got to take stuff away before you can give stuff back yeah like they that. basically they strip him of everything it's the point where he goes into his house and the entire thing is being pulled apart oh man graffiti. I can't wait to watch that it's such a good that's movie. brilliant really good film um, cool. and speaking of the game yeah Johnny what would your game be I uh, realised in researching this that I've finished so few fucking games. I've never finished Bioshock. I've never finished um, Last of Us. I've never played Last of Us. There's so many games I've never finished. Um, there was a game called Deadlight that I really, really liked. Deadlight um, was good, yeah. Um, not Dying Light, in case anyone said no. Deadlight. Yeah. Where it was a little side-scroller. It was very difficult. And there was a feeling of unease throughout. Yeah. It's a little indie game. Same um, as Limbo. Same, same kind as of Limbo. Thing, yeah. That kind of feeling. A lot of indie games kind of do this where they don't give you a lot of information. Yeah. But then at the end, it's kind of not quite what you thought. Um, and during Deadlight, you're picking up... You pick up serial killer playing cards. You pick up like what they had in the Adams Family. Little trading cards for serial killers. <laughs> and it's such a weird little moment. Uh, and then towards the end, it's a very... The Mist or Silent Hill 2 reveal yeah. of like kind of uh, it, first of all it's a zombie game there are zombies coming at you and it does a really really nice moment where you're walking through Seattle and you can see it's not grungy grungy horrible place it is recognisable places you see bits of Seattle you've kind of seen in movies um, and it's a very s- slow kind of burn it's methodical kind of a game there's a great bit where you're walking past a hospital and there's like um, stuff going on in the background completely left to right but the game has depth so okay. if you see zombies in the distance, you can only move left or right, but they can start walking towards you and join your, your plane, your axis. Yeah. Right, okay. So if you hang around in a place too long, you they can see zombies and their eyes light up and they start pointing at you and you see a group of them walking towards you, but you've got to keep moving. It's like Streets of Rage, but yeah. like with an extra dimension. Okay. And it means that this is always what you're paying attention to and the story is so insignificant and everything like that. And there's just a point at the very, very end where you've saved a few people and everything like that and you start getting your memory back, and one of the characters looks at you and is like, "You remember me?" And you're like, "What?" And you you were a serial killer, like you were the killer, you were the person at the very start of this who really enjoyed the end of the world, sort of murdering people, and you're like putting someone off on a boat, and they shoot you in the chest and go, "You're a serial killer," and they push the boat off, and you're kind of watching as you die and as the zombies catch up, and you're just kind of staring off at them, and then the it plays out and it gives you all your memories back, and that's what you've been kind of searching for. It's just a really nice moment of, no, no, 
fuck you. Like, we, you've been helping us because you're a murderer. Like, we kept you around because you're very good at murdering things. And I love games, uh, um, Far Cry 3 does it as well, where at the very, very end, they make a big point of, do you realise how many people you've killed? Mm. Do you realise how much destruction you've wrought? Mm. You've been really enjoying murder for the last X number of hours. Like, all right. And it just means you've got to kind of sit there and look at the game and go, yes, yes, that is what I sat down to do, was to kill human analogues that are zombies. Now, pardon me while I go deal with this erection. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I also quite liked Portal. Um, it's one where you can have as much or as little of a mystery as you like. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on in the background. There's no, you, you can be like, there's no reason for me to be in here doing this. Or you can start pulling panels off walls and getting behind things and seeing a little bit more of there what's is a, going on. There is a massive uh, element of secrecy in the port and Portal 2 as mm. well, like where you can pull it apart and find the secret story mm. or why, like find the why behind the how. Because the how kind of consumes people a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, how, how, how do you solve this thing? Or, oh, what's the best, quickest way or what's the most intricate, flamboyant way to solve this puzzle? Yeah. But there's also something else going on in the background. I think those guys who make who make those games, like, they're, they're like you guys in, in your offices. Yes. You're, ta like, talented, imaginative, you know, uh, uh, energetic and, and hard-working people who are like, okay, I need to have a little bit of a break. And instead of annoying the shit of your friend with a massively over-elaborate... Uh, uh, you know, trap. Uh, <laughs> they just they just go. Okay, I'm gonna take an hour, and I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna draw a weird like Duke Nukem thing in here in, inside the wall, or I'm yeah. gonna develop this well, little elements to make this thing as a nod to a game that so, I love, like ID Software, allowed to make Doom. Yeah, like they do all that stuff, and and they're trying to link all their universes together. I watched the yeah. video yeah. before I was doing my Doom thing of like Wolfenstein. I'm gonna get the new Wolfenstein now in a week or two, and play that all the way through, and. You know that there's stuff between that, Doom, and what's the other game? The ID have M Mr. Something or something. That's not Doom. Serious Sam? S no, Serious Sam. Sam is different. Okay. It's like a little album of a helmet. I've never Ma played Commander Keen. Com Commander Keen, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. The, the, the three of those are linked, so it's like apparently like the. the no, sorry, Commander Keen is linked to Duke Nukem. I think I have this wrong. The the Wolfenstein guy is the father of. Oh, Blas BJ? BJ Blaskowitz. Yeah, there you go. Blaskowitz, yeah. yeah. He he's the he's the father of this guy and he's the father of, or the oh, grandfather of the guy from Doom or whatever. So you say like, in uh, Wolfenstein, you blow off its hand and its leg. Yeah. And then it says, "I'll fight, like you'll never, I'll fight you again or whatever. No, your children will have to fight me." And then later on, years and years later, you have to fight the cyber demon. And it has like a, a foot missing and a bullet, like a, oh, a machine gun hand and stuff like yeah. that. So it's nice when those games are, are done like that. Portal was really good, man. Portal I, Two was really good. Again, it's that feeling of you're watching people play. You kind of try and figure out what people will do. Yeah. And if someone takes a wrong turn, your choice is well, we gotta block that off so that we keep it streamlined. I would say, no, we'll reward them. We'll put something in there. Something. The little, in yeah. Portal, there was the little Ratman caves and you could see the stuff scrawled on the walls and stuff like that. Yeah. And it just it just gave the feeling of, oh, fuck, I'm not the first person to have done this. I'm not the first person to go through here. And if I fail, there will just be someone else. Like, it's they're seeing how like, yeah, I'm yeah. one of an assembly line. Um, I will, I have a question. What the fuck's the deal with Modern Warfare? Everyone's like, oh, that bit in Modern Warfare. I never played it. What's What's the twist? I don't know. I didn't. In, get, in I stopped one? after Modern Warfare Two. I, I, is there a twist in Modern Warfare Two? There, uh, there kind really. of is. Okay. Yeah, but I mean the guy's soap and whatever. Like Price. Yeah, I mean, Price. Is like soap the guy who's meant to have died at the end of uh, the first one. Yeah. Uh, Captain Price. There's a Captain Price in every Call of Duty game as well. By the way, right? There is a Price in every game, and it's based on a guy from, sixty seven years ago, whatever, eighty years ago, and um, the big mustache and all that. It's all. It's always there. Like. Right. Um. But yeah, he. He's 
you see him getting shot in the head at the end of uh, Modern Warfare 1 and in Modern Warfare 2 you have to bust out this prisoner from a Russian yeah. prison and it's like he just has a cell number they don't refer to him by name when you bust him out oh my god it's Price oh my god with a metal plate for his, his but you almost find out about the third of the way in that it's him and then, you ha- yeah. then he kind of he's the mastermind behind the whole thing and okay. the reason you're getting him out is because he's, he, he's, he, saw, well, no, see, he put himself the, there kind there's of. a guy that you um, he put himself there to infiltrate whatever was going okay. on yeah, yeah. It's because, like there, there's a whole um, it's all like the whole trilogy is about your character like whatever character you're playing and their mentor and mm-hmm. the same for the bad guys yeah there's a guy in the first one who, when you play the the flashback mission where you're going through Chernobyl or through Pripyat, yeah, um, that you shoot him and you end up taking off his arm, yeah, and he's the guy, he's the main bad guy for it, right? But then from the second and third, one you find out that, that like it's his protege is the guy you're fighting in the second and third one, so it, it, it's a bit die hardy and it's, okay. it's yeah, story. yeah. But at the same time, like Modern Warfare Three d- didn't have that appeal. I watched somebody play the first part of it and I'm like, this shit again. Like yeah. it seemed like it was just. Here's the exact same story again, copy pasted onto a thing, and the story in the first one was quite good. The call, the original Call of Duties and stuff like that were quite good, and then it got into Modern Warfare and got became very stale, and the single player version was really only a a, mm. a, a necessity to be able to make the, the mechanics the, for the the multiplayer. It was all the, about the multiplayer. The thing is though, like the the guys you've made, the just realised that I left that one on. It was a random piece playing. Yeah, it was a random piece playing. I was like, I was literally watching it as it came up, and I was like, "Huh." Anyway, um, Modern Warfare Three. Yes. Yeah. No. The, the, we're still recording, though, right? Yes, we are. Yeah. Still oh shit. Okay. So the the with, with that like the the guys who made it. So this is the whole thing. The first person shooter genre is pretty much all the fault of three guys. They I can't remember their names, but they started up. They did Medal of Honor. Mm. And EA fucked them over. And they went, all right, fine, fuck yous. I like the salt. I remember that with PlayStation 2, man. They, they went off and they set up a bullet. Like, uh, EA still owned Middle of Honor. So they went off to do their own thing. And they started up um, Infinity Ward. Right. And right. Call of Duty had come along as, as Activision's attempt to get in on it. And then they were like, Eric, do you want us to work for you? Because like, we built that. And they were yeah. like, okay. And they're like, but we're not doing World War II anymore because we're sick of it. And they're like, okay. And then they started doing... Modern Warfare and they did Modern Warfare 1 they did Modern Warfare 2 and they came to Modern Warfare 3 and Activision were like there was, there was some disagreement between them and Activision over like pay and royalties and all the rest and then, and they've done this now the second time they've done this and I can't wait to see it happen again is they were like well you have to do this and they went no and Activision were like but, but you have to because we're in control and they're like okay we quit bye and they just walk. But I think between the Modern Warfares, the way it went to Call of Duty 1, 2, 3, 4, yeah. and then into the Modern Warfares, then into Black Ops, what what they did was they swapped so every second one is the good one. But the Modern Warfare ones were, yeah, because it was two different studios. Yeah, was, but the good studio Infinity who War. originally made it got every second one. Yeah. yeah. No, Infinity Ward made Modern Warfare, uh, Call of Duty 4, which is Modern Warfare, and then they made Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare, uh, Modern Warfare 3 was kind of the remnants of their studio. But uh, but Sledgehammer and one of the other ones helped out, but Treyarch did the other ones. Yeah, but the, and they're the, not the good ones. No, Treyarch are the, the no, not good. They should have stuck the Tony Hawk's games, but anyway. Yeah. The, but the the guys who did. But um, they still had to continue on the story, so that the shitty part of the middle of the story, the Modern Warfare no, 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 games. No, because it's because because the release went Modern Warfare. Yeah. Then the next one was uh, uh World at War, which was oh, the Pacific yeah, yeah, Theater yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, this one. Then it was Modern Warfare two. Then it was Black Ops one. Then it was. Uh, Modern Warfare Three. Right, right. So it's right. the 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 they had control pretty much all the way through, but it was it got to the end and they were like, as a third, and they're like, 
we're we're Activision. We tell you to do this, and they're like, no. I'm like, we well, have to. I think or it's actually going to make this film, and they're like, all right, see you later, and they just yeah. left. Sorry, they asked about Modern Warfare now. I was into. I played every single one of them right yeah. from back in the day. And then, like, I stopped after Modern Warfare 2. I was like, I- I'm done, man. But you get burned out on Like, we, ma- we maxed out, like, yeah. at, the, at the multiplayer level. I was playing it on Xbox, and I was just like, yeah. now this new uh, uh, World War 2. Yeah. Like, I played Battlefield 1 mm. for ages, and I was like, I don't like this. It's no. not good. I well, want to. I, I, I have an issue with shooting Nazis. It's just, it's boring. It's, I've done it so many times. It's not, like, it completely lacks originality or like you have you can literally put in whatever you can think of okay whatever but they but it just did with the modern warfare thing they, they got those guys left and they sent founded respawn entertainment mm. and then they came out with their first game which was titanfall yeah. and everyone was like this is really good it's really innovative and i love titanfall really well too yeah and then they came out with titanfall 2 and again they have that whole thing when they're you're saying with the single players there to facilitate the multiplayer but what they do with the single player and they did it in Modern Warfare 1 and 2, is they introduced new mechanics just long enough for one level just to make it interesting and then change Like the time the time, the time shift and all or that like stuff, in, right? in Modern Warfare where it was like you've got the bit where you're on the, the jet ski, uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the snowmobile like, and stuff like that. But now they've been bought by EA. Yeah. So they're back at EA, right? Yeah. And I'm just waiting for EA to go, okay, we're going to change this. And they go, no, fuck yeah. And they just leave and start another studio. Because yeah, yeah. they've done it twice yeah, now. Yeah, they do the not now, compromise. Yeah. If you re-respawn and just keep doing that every time. It's Well, the joke now is they're going to, like, because of how fast, uh, of the reputation of EA of shuttering studios, something yeah. you yourself have been through. Yes. Um, it's, it, like, it, they're now being called despawn. Nice. So, oh. but yeah, that was just a, a little bit of the history because it was, and, you know, EA have not had a good year. No, financially they have. Yeah, but I mean, like morally they haven't. I mean, <laughs> they don't, they this don't is like shit about this is like nineteen thirty seven, uh, Germany for EA. But they don't and give EA a sh- are they like, don't give a shit the, the about National Socialist like. Party. Mm. There's about two more years before they go yeah. nuclear and everybody turns on I've, them. I've seen so many memes where it's the EA Empire. Yeah, it's just them as Palpatine, and I'm just every time I see it, I'm like, it's, it's not XQ pre order sixty six. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a couple of those memes where it's Mickey Mouse coming over and boxing the head off EA for going, yeah. "How dare you? We're just about to release another Star Wars movie, and you're bringing bad fucking yeah. press on." Oh yeah, yeah. well that's for being that, that, that was like, that's, that's, like, through Reddit where everyone was like start tagging De- yeah. uh, Disney because Disney will not like it yeah. Disney will not like the fact that they're like that you're dragging their name down and then and one of their brands like, and on Reddit they're saying like make them bleed make them hurt oh yeah these guys are actually losing percentage points on their stock like make it happen yeah. but as far as the Call of Duty stuff goes like it does get played out and yeah. I don't think story is a big element and stuff like that Um, some of the some of the games that I, I really like would be like uh, Tesla Grad have you ever played that oh, one? no I haven't uh, you're like a little kid, and it, it's a lot of these new, new, um, new old style games, like these retro game styles mm. where it's like pixelated stuff, like uh, meat, Super Meat Boy and these kind of things. Mm. Uh, Tesla Grad is is a again a side scroller, but it has beautiful mechanics with like you have these gravity gloves and you're able to make a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, the there, way, is there a twist in that? There is, but it's not like it wouldn't be. It's not for the show. Well, what's, not, a, what's your what's your big twist in a game? So what would your Red Dead Redemption is probably, like if I was to say the game that I enjoyed the most of all time, mm. it would be Red Dead Redemption. Like, I put 
dozens and dozens of hours into it. Everything that was ever done or could be done in the game I did. Sat for the age, just gambling, you know, like shooting mm. the guns in the lads' hands and dead eye meters and shooting, collecting flowers and pelts and chasing skunks around the fucking desert, like and trying to get down the river on a boat to get into Mexico. Depopulizing the wild west. Yeah, well, or... Um, you know, populating it like there's a few, like, <laughs> few hookers and stuff there as well trying to get over into Mexico to see how long I can survive uh, before you're allowed to go into that place you know what Grand Theft Auto they block yeah, off yeah. the bridges but in Red Dead Redemption you can actually get there but everybody's after you so it's, and there's no like getting in a car and driving down a highway yeah. you're on a fucking horse and yeah. everybody's after you uh, really really good John Marsden and his whole story and yeah. it is like you know Hero's Journey stuff where He's trying to redeem himself, and it's you know. I remember Red Dead Revolver, and there wasn't really much of a story no. to it, but this just My, all in one, self contained, beautiful story. Like, it's not like when you're watching a movie and you're like, This guy could die, and I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like I was genuinely at invested. that last a fucking investor, man, like it emotional. That last scene when he's in the barn, yeah, and he's after sending his family off, and he's like, oh, Get out of here, they're, they're trying, you know, you're defending your f- family farm. Everybody's been sorted. You've completely you killed all your previous criminal bosses, like the FBI or whoever was made at the time, like the 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 marshals. Mm. Like you've done everything they've asked. Like you you towed the line. And, you know you broke rules a few times, but you towed the line. Did whatever they asked, and they promised you your quiet life. And then they attack your farm. It's like an epilogue, epilogue. Mm. And you're like, you fucking fuckers, man. You couldn't just let me have a nice life. And when you walk out of that double barn doors, spoiler alert, it's from 2011. When you walk out of that double barn doors and there's 15 or 20 lads standing in front of you and they all have their guns on you. I play, I think I tried to dead eye meter. I had a gun that had 22 bullets in it and yeah. there was 23 guys. So I tried to like, I think yeah. about 20 times to not die at the end of that game. Yeah. And really, really tried, and I was like, had to have a break, went for a cup of tea and a cry and a wank, just to try and like the stress. <laughs> and, and then I came back, yeah, that's that's the way you have to do it. And I came back and I was playing it. And it's just like, just let it happen. And then you get to play another half hour as the young lad. Because mm. you get to play as his son and go off and kill the guy who killed him and, you know, go around and get the revenge or whatever. But it's just such a satisfying game that you don't expect to end that way. And there's a few, like, two or three little twists at the end where. The guys that you went to get were actually working with the government mm. and the government are they double crossing you and they get you to do illegal stuff so they don't have to and you know really really good game there's a point in where you're helping a girl out and she's touched she's like she keeps talking pretty odd things yeah and she, apparently all the stuff she says are things that are true that she is it's the cassandra thing where she's she keeps trying to tell you things and there, she says something about people being buried at crossroads and stuff like yeah. that and she points out a, a point where after a certain mission then there's a grave there. Like there, there comes points where everything she starts saying comes true. But it's done on a on a linear timeline. So if you wait long enough, that stuff happens. Mm. Or if you complete a different mission. So at one point, I was I was nearly finished all the main missions, and I made a save game. I went on and completed the game, and then came back, and did everything. Like went through everything the internet had to offer. Played like the the zombie version of the game, the mm. undead nightmare or whatever. There's so much stuff in it. And to think of like Red Dead Red Dead Redemption Two was coming out now soon. Mm. Yeah, next year we fun. That is, I hope it's not like full of microtransactions and stuff. Because I was really happy so, waiting for Shadow of War, the, or Battlefront Two. The, no, no, we're done now. The, yeah, 
if it's if, Rockstar, um, I think if they're gonna do it, they're gonna have it. It'll be for the online mode, like they do it with GTA. Yeah, like, I never because people GTA don't online. seem to mind having to spend the money on the GTA online mode yeah. because it's they're like, this is fine. I bought the game, and yeah, there's like they they do it with DLC mission packs, where yeah. like if, you know, and it, it, rather than it just being GTA, you and your friends, it's gonna be your gang, your posse, yeah, in, yeah. in thing like. So. But there was there was satisfaction from the single player GTA Five as well. Like you got your sixty euros worth. Oh yeah. I don't think the single player, if the single player in Battlefront Two is anything like the 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 solo missions in Battlefront, it's it's not worth the. the My husband like. was playing through the the campaign last night, so um, and he yeah. was playing it for about three or four hours, and he was like still going along. So I don't know. Oh, yeah. once he's finished it, like I'll get his opinion on it and see what yeah. he thinks. Like, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it wouldn't be a game I put myself anyway. What was your choice? Um, two of them, just in case somebody took one of them. Uh, one of them was Kotor, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, Speaking yes. of Star Wars, yeah, yeah. Um, so for anyone listening who doesn't know, for Gordon, I don't. I only started liking the Star Wars films with the new wave that have come out because I, I just didn't like the old ones. I was just kind of like watching them. Going, They're all right, but I don't see the fuss. Yeah. Um. Just wasn't. But you you were probably what are you like early thirties? Yeah, thirty four. Yeah. So. I, I didn't like the old ones either. I, I don't know. Star I, Wars. This thing, my brother is like 15 years older than me. My brother yeah. used to like sat me down and showed me these things. But that's probably the first time he had seen something like that because yeah. it was the first time. But for you had already grown up with all that stuff in the 90s and all this mad sci-fi. Well, no, we, we, we did explain it was horror. I had seen Alien uh, and Aliens yeah, but sure then, and like, Predator before I'd Star seen Wars looks shit next Star time. Wars, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but like, uh, and I remember explaining it to my friend the, uh, who's a diehard Star Wars fan. That he was like, I suppose you're not going to give a shit about the, the Force Awakens, and that was going. I was like, you don't understand. George Lucas isn't involved. For me and for people like me who were kind of like, yeah, the album has potential. Like, I like, mm. I love the games, but I didn't like the films. I was like, for me, Force Awakens is my new hope, because George <laughs> Lucas is <laughs> nowhere near it. That's so beautifully said. Yeah. But this is the thing. It's like it's yeah, and I've really like, enjoyed them because it's like they actually have competent writers involved in it. Yeah. So I, you know, I've just been interested in that. But the, the Kotor, I loved. And just, you know, Bioware and at that point I'd already played like Baldur's Gate and uh, Baldur's Gate 2 and I was like, these are just fucking fantastic games. Mm. And then they're like, they're doing a new one and it's it's not even top down, it's full three. Oh, I have to try this out. Like, and I, I play it, sat it and I played through it maybe two or three times back to back. Trying to go, okay, what happens if I go full light? What yeah. happens if I go full dark? What happens if I can keep it almost grey? What What happens? And the reveal with Revan and all whole thing, like I just thought it was a really good, like it actually fit the story mm. without being too much of a. It wasn't shoehorned in. It wasn't like, oh, we're gonna have to you know fuck with it a little bit. And it kind of it, I kind of expected it because of Baldur's Gate. Because in Baldur's Gate, you are a son of Baal, mm. and it's you're a child of Baal. Mm. You are like you know there's the potential within you for great evil or great good. And I was kind of like, well, yeah, and like, there's all references to the power you could grow into. I'm like, well, how do they do that in Star Wars? And when they start mentioning Revan, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to be Revan. This is how this is going to work. And it's a, But at the same time, I didn't mind because it was like, it was still so enjoyable, yeah. the whole progress through it. Um, how do you feel about like the, the, those kind of type of franchises that have extra storylines that would inform further the origin or the, the, the main storylines like uh, of the movies? By giving you those in between bits, like I watched all of the um, the animated versions of uh, Clone Wars. Wars Yeah, I mean, like Like those kind of games, or if you're playing like uh, uh, on the PlayStation, there was uh, Bounty Hunter, 
the, are um, the, the extended universe stuff is so the, between the majority of the extended and, universe yeah. stuff has been uh, has been taken out of canon yeah yeah. as part of Disney buying it over but like the KOTOR stuff happens 5,000 years before the films yeah a long long time ago in the galaxy yeah, yeah. there's an extra long in there <laughs> but that's what I mean in, in the newer movies from the early 2000s like there's there's uh, uh, references to the old time and all this kind of oh, stuff yeah. I mean, that is from that so like yeah. if you've played those games you're kind of like I feel I feel a little bit more yeah, yeah there's the, it's a little bit extra it's the yeah. little nod to the people who are aware of it but it's there if 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 you're watching it it still doesn't matter if you don't know it it's still like because yeah. it's not it's not pulling you out of the context of the film it's just kind of like okay cool but it's, it's a nice extra, extra yeah yeah I mean yeah. it's stuff like that's a nice little nod to like people who follow the, uh, these franchises the, the main game though what's the twist in the nice book is that you are the bad guy that people keep talking about Revan because uh. Revan was like this Sith and he was the leader of the Sith forces who are currently like rampaging across the galaxy and it's like oh but you people um, we don't know what happened to him and there was a big fight and he was defeated but was he and then like they keep hinting that they keep bent, it's all but saying that he was killed yeah. but then you find out it was you and it was your they, they, they were like no the something happened to make him that way but it's it's the whole uh, nurture versus nature they're like mm. if, if we give him a chance he can be a good guy again or she can be a good guy again that's the, the Star Wars trope then right? it's the, such, a, such a space opera yeah. kind of thing yeah. like, my dead but father if, but that's the thing but, uh, like, it, I'm the, my the own dead father that, the fact that it's you and you're like oh that's cool and, and like do you, think, you know, do you think Luke is gonna gonna be there's kind of hints of him being dark side no he's grey he has to be a grey Jedi yeah yeah because it's the, the restoring balance thing. It's not about light or dark. It's I think he's a Gandalf. Yeah, he's a great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my actual game, though, Bioshock. Yeah, well, love, love Bioshock. Yeah. So, but Johnny said he hasn't finished it. Oh, um, I probably never will. Would you, would you kindly go and finish that game? I get that reference. Oh, yeah. 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 The triplicate, there, you can buy it uh, on Steam. You can I have it. No. But there's the three the tree of them, they're there for like 21 euros or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a bundle yeah. like. But it's uh, again. This is one of those kind of on the lookout for, um, because it was uh, it was a Ken Levine game, and he done. He was the main guy behind, or one of the main guys behind Thief, mm. the Dark Project, and then System Shock Two. So the System Shock games are like great RPG games, and like they were kind of like the sci-fi version of Baldur's Gate. So it's like I'm like kind of like. Yeah, I'm a really good designer, and okay, he's doing this new thing, Bioshock, great, but I have a phobia of water. I can't see the edges or bottom of. So in games where water is done really well, like yeah. I always, I'm always on edge playing them. So people are like, "Oh yeah, yeah it's a great action game." It's like that's not an action game. That's a fucking horror game. I'm sorry, <laughs> right? Because just the environment. It for is me, a bit hard. Yeah, it is oh, yeah, there's a lot of horror elements yeah. to it. Like, but it's uh, like, for do you me, have rabies? No, no, I, we tested them. He's okay. okay. <laughs> Good. Um, but it's the whole thing of, like, for me, it's it's a most slightly like just shoulders hunched while playing it. Like I was like that playing Wind Waker. Like I'm always just kind of, right. and the G- gamer's neck. Yeah, yeah, but but it kind of it fit I, for that setting. When um, No Man's Sky came out, you were playing in the office, and I could see you doing this, 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 and there was a couple of shit going on water, and like, yeah, you could see me <laughs> sinking into my chair, and it's like whiskey teeth that suck up your teeth. Like, <sighs> yeah, and he's like, he's like, Glenn, are you underwater? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you can just tell. Wow. And it's but for me, and like. I think that almost enhanced my experience of the game because it is meant to be suspenseful yeah. and like you know a, a horror thriller type of thing and mm. I'm like for me it was just compounded by the fact that oh there's a window I'll fucking look out the window <laughs> it's because it's like just water but the ending of it the, the whole twist where it's 
the, there's the various characters and the character who Atlas who's been talking to you all the way through and then people go like it's a great Irish accent well that's because the guy was Irish he's uh, <laughs> an Irish actor who they yeah. got the voice of it's not like somebody putting it on like um, but yeah the, the the fact that he's been he has a hypnotic trigger in you mm. and you only find out at the yeah. end and it's yeah. would, you, would kindly, you kindly would you kindly yeah. Yeah. would you kindly deal with those and get, get moving like, yeah. and it, it was it was one of those things that it, it it's so well done that I had never noticed him saying it for my entire yeah. playthrough and then when it was pointed out I'm like oh my god and then it starts flashing back through all the moments and I'm like oh I fucking did do that didn't it yeah. and then it it, it, it that, that whole thing of the you know like wrestling with free will and all the rest it was here's the twist but now the ending is kind of the, the twist is only informing your decisions for the ending because mm. it's the interactive medium it's not just the case of we're going to reveal the twist and then it's like but it, like in, in KOTOR when they reveal the twist it doesn't change your play style in any way shape or form you right. choose whether you want to keep playing as good or bad Mm. or like you were saying in Deadlight where it was like it was part of the ending where you yeah. find out oh by the way but you don't have control over anything yeah, at that yeah. point in this it's like you now have to decide do you kill him or not yeah and, and also there's the whole thing of am I agreeing with him because as I'm playing through yes I agree with the stuff he's saying or am I uh, uh, am I only agreeing with him because it's being framed that way yeah but Every I, principle should, I, should, should I take be, revenge exactly yeah. because yeah. he's done awful things to me or was it, was it, would I have done those things anyway because exactly. I was already doing them yeah yeah so it, it's and I like the way I let him live yeah let him live yeah yeah it's it's the thing it's it's a really interesting kind of play on it like and I just it was a great game I really enjoyed playing it it was just I thought it was very well structured and the guy who fought, ages ages ago I really wanted to play that and the guy lent me a whole console to play it and he goes there you go you'll really enjoy that. Would you, would you kindly enjoy that? And I was like, whatever fuck you just said, I know it's going to spoil something, so don't you dare ever say anything like that to me again. And I was looking at him going, I know you're trying to do something here, I don't fucking appreciate it. No, see, I, there's, there's, a, there's a few of my mates who who played the game and liked it, and I'll, like, once in a blue moon, like, twice a year, I'll ask them to do something over here, would you kindly do that for me? And then it'd be like 20 minutes later, wait a minute. I didn't hear anything about that, there was no kind of, like, media hype, it was... I think it was pre YouTube. Yeah. Uh, it was like Daily Motion Days or whatever. And two thousand four? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Okay. So it was only the start of YouTube. YouTube was like a yeah. year old. Barely starting. And I played it on PC the first one. I played the second one on Xbox and I played the third one in on on Steam on, on a Mac. And the stories are just so good. The mechanics are just so good. Mm. And gameplay, everything is so smooth and really good. Like it, it when you're talking about story in a game like I picked like Bioshock or something similar rather than you know you get these like uh, these huge epic games like where it's like and then this is the thing like uh, I think some of those more downplayed games and the ones that aren't as hugely hyped like movies are yeah. always more like, you know the but better it, it's not uh, fi- finally hearing the twist like I kind of I think I put it together but um, <laughs> that um, it actually sounds like it leans into the medium so well because there's so many games where there are voice recordings or yeah. a GLaDOS type creature yeah, yeah. bringing you along and, and this, you, this is just him on the radio yeah and you never it's your Virgil it's your character who yeah. is your guide to bring you through and it's basically saying well of course I'm going to listen to this person and that thing of saying I had a hypnotic trigger in you of course he did you as the player he was sitting there going but it even shows I'm, you it even shows you the, the plane crash and yeah. that you caused it because there's a yeah. letter oh, that nice. you're told to open when you're on the plane and when you open it the first line of the letter is would you kindly do yeah. whatever so it's it's even the whole thing of it doesn't have to be verbal it's going to be written mm. it's him controlling you from 
you know so it's like it, it's, it's really meta though like the way the story it's like very lost in this way or it's very kind mm-hmm. of um, it's not it's not retcon into the end of the story where a lot of those kind of games yeah. are it's just like oh fuck it just, we made the whole game just put a story on top of it make <laughs> it work like. that's a very like Metal Gear Solid thing to do yeah and in Metal Gear Solid 2 where like they, they quickly go back and give you the history and you're sitting there going wait this started a hundred years ago yeah. Yeah. what the fuck yeah. I think one thing I did as well I think the, the, the world of Rapture was so well developed mm. and had so many references to various things but in such a way that it was like it wasn't obtrusive, but I was paying attention to yeah. all these different things as I'm going through that I, I think I was less aware of. Like I said, I didn't even realize until the would you kindly. And I yeah. was like, mm-hmm. when it's revealed, I'm like, oh my God, he has been saying it all the time. And the constant threat though of those, of, of the spiders. It could come from anywhere and there's like holes in the wall. And yeah, yeah. Uh, what were the big giant monsters called? The big daddies. Big daddies. The, the like, big daddies when, and there was the Big splicers. sisters as well. They were the second one. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the the second one answers a lot of questions from the first one. Yeah, but it was when the, you're playing as a big daddy. But like you're so worried about the splicers and you're finding these audio logs and you're like you're going around and I also one thing I really liked about that game was just the whole feel that it all came crashing down on New Year's Eve. Yes, because it's just you're going around there's yeah. the remnants of the parties and then the splicers are everyone's masks from the party and it's all it's just this what if war kicked off yeah. and the stroke of midnight, you know? Yeah. It was just really well done. The second one, I really like the fact that like the big daddy, you're playing from the other side of the game now. So yeah. if you've done the first one mm. where you've been fighting, you're now the big daddy who's getting the girls. Like you're fighting off yourself from the first one almost. Like yeah, you know, yeah. it's uh, kind of like opposing forces. Yeah, technically for one of those. It's but when you finish a level, you get one of the little girls. And these are little girls that in the first game you had to stay away from because if you disturbed them, they'd shout and the big daddies would yeah, come along. Yeah, there's different endings. You get an ending, so you have, to harvest, endings, I think. you have to harvest one of them yeah. in the first game. And then if you, you're contacted by the doctor and she's like, I have a way of curing them. Don't, like, yeah. don't, don't harvest anymore. And if you make it through the rest of the game without harvesting any of them, you get an, you basically your character adopts five of them yeah. and raises them as his daughters. Um, if you harvest more... Um, not only do you have to fight more of the big daddies but like you you at the end um, there's like a voiceover where it's explaining what happened and how uh, you became the ruler of the city mm. and there's like a bit where there's like a, a sub is sent to check on the place and then suddenly there's a lot of bathospheres surrounding it filled with splicers and you find out that like that sub had nukes on it and now you have access to the most terrible secrets in the world because you basically have the launch codes for these nukes mm. but Depending on how many little sisters pass the first one you harvest, your woman sounds angrier or angrier. Yeah. Like so, it's it's actually it's only it's only two endings, but the second ending has like multiple different voiceovers depending on how yeah. many mm. of these you you've killed. Like, so. And the second one, and you're saving them all, and you're finding out that, as far as I remember, that that little girl is like the clone of the daughter. Yeah, as originally it's they're all orphans. In the first one, they're all orphans, and it's a sea slug that's put in their stomach. Yeah. That mm. produces the, the atom. But yeah, then they start going off the rails with it in the later Yeah, the second one like, answers a lot of questions, like makes a whole story from the first one. Yeah. And then it's a lot of twisty stuff. Like Bioshock is definitely a twisty, mm. twisty, turny yeah. job, you know. But the first one just kind of sticks out for me. Like, I mean, I was going to say you're out of your depth, but you start literally, it was like you're in a whole new fucking world, yeah. nothing's familiar. Yeah. But again, with the new year saying things, there are these familiar elements. And it's basically, you're never, you're never going to have not a rug pulled out from under you. Everything's going to be new. Every room you walk into is going to be something weird. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. 
And the, and the bad guys are all wearing party hats and shit when they're attacking you. <laughs> we're, in like, we're in a corsage and all. They're, they're having as much fun with the game yeah. as you are. Yeah. The multiplayer in that wasn't bad either. I, I never, I never bothered with the multiplayer. Yeah, I, know. I, was just, yeah. I just played through the single player. Speaking about games where you can make stuff more difficult for yourself, in Metal Gear Solid 3, um, obviously there's the non-lethal path where you go through and you just knock people out and if you spend too long in the room they'll get back up again and you've got that same enemy to deal with. And there's the lethal path, breaking necks, shooting people in the head. That's fine. There comes a point in the game about two-thirds of the way through where in a dream sequence you have to walk up a river and every person you've killed in the game walks against you, just walks towards you. And you need to just get past them all. And it's this this, this slow thing. You can't run because you're like needing the water. But it's they are they're presented to you in the way that you kill them. So if they're if you broke their neck, their head will be hanging to one oh, side. Fuck. And they're trying to sp- say something to you, but they can't and they're choking on their like their own tongue. And they're they're reaching towards you, and you kind of got to duck them and keep moving. If there's a guy like you've shot twenty times, they're like he's holding but he's like going, "Look at me, look at me," and he's like, I, "He's like so many bullet holes, so much blood." And if a guy you cleanly shot in the head, they'll be walking towards you, and his head will be back, but his hands will be forward, and like you're, I was sitting there and I was like, "Oh my god, I killed so many people." <laughs> I was like, I genuinely was nearly through That's rooms. So I went, "Oh, I left someone alive," and walked back. <laughs> That is fucked. Uh, it's a weird little I don't, moment. I don't remember that bit, but that is totally fucked. You might not have killed anyone. <laughs> you were there. No, I, you I, splashed I, across a stream and nothing bad <laughs> happened. I can't remember playing that game. That, that sounds fucking yeah. demented. <laughs> Just then, I'll go into my TV series and then we'll... Uh, yeah, Lost was mine. We don't even have to talk about Lost. <laughs> okay. Just... Now, I, I more just kind of want to pick out two kind of reveals of a similar nature in the same TV series from Sherlock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go on. So... Very from, twisty. From the first one, mm. from A Study in Pink, um, where it's revealed that the cabbie is the guy who's... Chekhov's cabbie. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's the, the cabbie is the killer. Because they like they make, they make show all the, the... At the start where there's like the four suicides that are related and all the rest. Mm. And when you're shown it very quickly at the start, every single time, they, they you see them get a cab, call a taxi, whatever. And I never made the connection. Mm. I was like, okay, what's going on? But it's only partial. It's like wheels driving away, or it's like a door closed and then it goes out of the frame. But it's you never see the full cab. Yeah, but it's even the, the like in my head, I didn't go. All right. Oh, it's gonna be a cabbie. Yeah. I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was just like, huh. it just looks like B roll of like the door closing. Yeah, yeah we're just yeah, we're, we're setting up the the, the individual but characters. Like, like, that's how you do an establishing shot in London, though. You kind of have someone on the street hailing a cab, and like, oh, it's London. Like, yes, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It's so ubiquitous with the with the, the, the setting. Cars, like, yeah, whatever, exactly. Yeah. And then, um, but then. When it's uh when he shows up, and he um uh, like you know and it's like oh your cab's here and he's like I didn't order a cab, and I'm like oh I see, but I liked how they reveal it and then they run with it and you get a big suspenseful scene then where the mm. pair of them are in the the school or the college, and they're doing the they're playing the game with the two pills, that whole like. I, I always prefer when twists inform the ending rather than it just being a piece yeah. of oh and it was this and you're like that, that, eh. uh, yeah we've, I don't, like I don't like the twist I don't really... like the twist to be the ending yeah, I want yeah, the yeah. twist to and then inform it like, which yeah. is just what I prefer on that and then it, it, and again in, at the end of the first season in The Great Game where um, he's in the lab and he's investigating something and Molly Hooper comes in with her new boyfriend Jim yeah. and he's all like bumbling and I was just kind of like oh it's right and because there's so many actors in that, uh, and actresses in that who have been in so many other productions yeah, that yeah. you're just like, oh yeah, that's cool. Oh yeah, yeah, that's such and such, that's such and such. And it didn't even occur to me. And then when he comes out at the end, and I'm like, 
oh, so he's Moriarty. All right, okay. And he burned your heart out. But that's the thing, he <laughs> was... Very Irish. Yes, but like, he's so good, and he's yeah. just, like... He's so deranged. Yeah. But you can tell it's a deranged come from boredom. Yeah. Of just, he knows he's got the situation under control, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants and just play with it. Um, they must have, the, the first time they were filming him, they must have been like, do another one, do a high energy one. Do you know what? This time, just go fucking crazy. Just go fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah, but he's like... Because there's no, there's no way you give someone that direction to start with. Yeah, yeah. And it's... But he's just... It, 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 it's Again, it's just a little thing. And even the way they dismiss it, or it's the whole thing of like, you know, they brought him in and because he's a slightly more recognisable actor to make sure that you don't know what's going to be him it's the whole thing of like oh no he's actually gay look sure like he gave me his number and all that yeah. like oh he's probably going to show up later as a kind of a nod and all yeah. the rest like and this is going to be another fanboy moment type of thing um, so I didn't think anything else of it until he stepped out and yeah. I'm like it's very well written oh, like that okay what do you think, about the, sec- what do you think about the second season then like the, the second season, season you had the first one was the 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 the, the beast, the hand yeah, yeah. of the bastard or whatever. And that was kind of a standalone. And then the second two parts so, of that were all one story. And like the fake suicide and all this stuff. like ha- Having read... Black Falls and all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having read the, the stories, the Hands of the Basketball book is, feels so alien compared to everything else. Yeah. As in clearly Conan Doyle was just like, I'm fucking bored with this. I want to do... I think he just wrote mental. a book and put characters in it. Yeah. It wasn't, and it wasn't him trying to be, yeah. it My, wasn't like part of the whole continuity or whatever like that he was people But then turned it into, a t- into the modern TV version quite well, I thought. They did. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people who that's their least favourite episode where it gets a bit fantastic. Yeah, because it goes into an underground but, science lab and all this shit. But um, it, that's kind of the same feeling you get with the book where you're reading it and going, what's this now? There's ghosts? What's happening? Yeah, yeah it's just, I mean, th- like, but I mean, the, the twist about the suicide thing at the end of season two, I love and then you that, wait I... for nine months or ten months, and you have, there's no leaks, there's no, not, and then, yeah, first but, episode of season three, you're like, you fucking bastard. Yeah, but this is the thing. I felt so that was a little bit like, um, really? <laughs> well, no, like, like, the first so, episode of season three, I was like, really? So yeah. part of it is the whole thing of, that they never explain. Yeah. How they never properly explain. Everyone has their theories. Yeah. yeah. And then there's even the point where like Sherlock, the Sherlock tells him, tells yeah. someone, and, and he and um, and he's like, wait a minute, that can't be right. And he's like, anyway, I gotta go. Yeah. Because like, he's obviously bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And I really like that because it, it it's. I think I like it in retrospect. No, yeah, at the time I felt very unsatisfied. Yeah. I know, but I think it's something. If they actually explain it, it makes it worse. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Because it, it couldn't it, be done. But, but, but a realistic yeah. explanation can't be given. Yeah. Because um, it, I felt that they wrote themselves into a corner, a small piece. Yeah. To to go Maybe. back to my cultural touchstone of Twin Peaks, uh, <laughs> uh, there was a there was a uh, interview with David Lynch where he was saying that he would never have revealed who killed Laura Palmer because that is the goose that lays the golden eggs. Yeah. Like yeah. every you can get something from every episode out of that mystery, but if you reveal it, you kill the goose. You have a big feast. But that's it. Your goose is gone. Uh, I think I think they were basically thinking that like anything they wrote, they basically went. Well, let's do the Sherlock Holmes reveal. What's the best thing Sherlock could have done? And they probably went online and looked at all the theories. And they went, all of these are good, but they're not as good as us just not telling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. And it's because they, like, they, they, I think at that point they knew they had such a strong fan base. Yeah. They could let the fan base come up with their own ideas. And if they never outright contradict any of them. Yeah. It'll always feel that, but how, but how, but how. Yeah. And I think it's like, I I think it was only in like season three that uh, one of my friends was like, wait, so like, Minecraft actually runs 
the British yeah. government is like, yeah, no, it's not a joke. Yeah. When they refer to him as the British government, he is the British government. Like, mm. he is the, the guy in charge of it all. That whole, like, get, uh, fucking puzzle room solving, getting out. What's that episode where they're stuck in the mountain? That's in number four. Yeah, that's season four. fucking bullshit, man. That, that, the, the season four had a bit of hit and miss for me. But, bullshit. But the, but that whole, like, um, my cross important and then shoot, shooting the guy at the end and the, on the front porch and all that stuff at the end of oh, season yeah. 3 I actually like, like that come on to fuck no and no, no because it's, no, that's, that's, because the, that's the solution to the puzzles yeah, yeah. No, that, that, and it is the whole thing of like seems the, like a get the, out of get out of right get into jail, jail free card. Card. yeah but, but to me it was kind of the whole thing of I felt that they'd been humanising him too much because he is meant to be this massively yeah. dysfunctional sociopath and yeah. they're like they've been humanising too much and like no we need to put it in perspective again of he is not a normal person he does not view right and wrong the same way he's a psychopath yeah so a psychopath high functioning sociopath yeah sociopath do your homework as the quote says <laughs> but it, but yeah they, I think they just wanted to reinforce it they had to bring it back and kind of go no this has to but do you not think they felt really sorry about that shitty ending to a massive part of his storyline and his character because in the fucking first episode of season four, they were like, let's just put him back into the past and make Mycroft really fat and let's make him... I watched that one again since. I quite liked it. Well, that's yeah, yeah it's good. It. It's, a, it's, a, it's a Baskerville. But it's they, a, kind of a palate cleanser for yeah. the but they, but they don't even before, like. But they don't even wait. On, like, you have to bear in mind that when the video clip of I'm Back shows up, that yeah. shows up at the end of season three. It wasn't a case of they went away and I went, right, how do we fix this? No, I know. It but... was, they, they had the intention of yeah. doing it because it's, it's the misdirect. I just felt that there was too, it was too many, you know, like when you're watching a bad magician and he, he, he does this thing with his hands too many times. Yeah, there's too many just mistakes. Just to go, whoa, yeah, like, too many on speed. If, yeah. if there was 10 other shows like it, yeah. I'd be harder on Sherlock. But if it's the show that has all the misdirects and everything like that, and it, yeah, that, that I, I'm actually fine. It is kind of, the, it is the whole thing of, it is the misdirects it and it's, and it's yeah. all about how he sees past them. Yeah. I think the best thing about it, and about a lot of shows where you can be happy with whatever happens. Like with Lost, I was very happy with whatever was going to happen. I had, you know, there was a lot of people that had bailed out in season four with the writer's strike. There's a lot of people that mm-hmm. had gone, this has jumped the shark. Similarly with many other type of those shows, we have six, seven seasons. Like, uh, uh, I know it's not a, a twist ending job, but like The Office, for example, is one mm-hmm. of those ones where so long as you have good well-written, consistent characters mm. that you know as people and every action that they perform is informed by their characteristics and it doesn't change unless something that they do changes them and then they stay changed. Mm. Yeah. Like, if you have those elements, you can literally have anybody do anything. So Sherlock and John Watson, their characters never really change. So that means they can be dropped into anything like a Baskervilles or like an old-timey version. And yeah. We know them so well and how they would do the thing that when Sherlock is lying about how he did the whole stuff on the roof and fell off the thing and all, like you're like, nah, nah, Sherlock. And like, it's, it's been shown you can let them points. do anything. By that, by that point in the show, it's been shown a few times that Sherlock's idea of, of funny is fucking with people. Yes. Yeah. Like, and that is very... Yeah. And he doesn't understand why other people don't find it funny. Yeah. But it's that whole he likes to fuck with people, and at at in that particular instance where he's giving this answer, it's just to get information out. Yeah. It's not even it's just incidental. But then he's like, "Look, gotta go," and because he's kind of realizing, yeah, we should probably run before he figures this out. Like, yeah. But I, I I just like I don't like I don't think Benadryl Cabbage Patch is a good actor. He's he's only got like two or three facial expressions. He's like Tobey Maguire. 
Now, I think he barely has a face. Sure. Yeah, it's barely. It's, it's like a dog with no eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like it is. stretch silly putty over an Easter Island face. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, but it's but like he's very well suited for, um, for that role. Yeah, like so he does the Sherlock role quite well, and that's why I liked Doctor Strange because I'm like he's just doing Sherlock with an American accent, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, which he is does, fine. He, he does a good Julian Assange as well. But it was the whole thing of beforehand I'd seen him and stuff and everyone was raving about him I'm like I don't get it I just don't get it mm. and every time I saw him on a talk show I'm like he's really entertaining mm. he's good at telling stories and he's good at engaging with people and he'd make a great talk show host mm. and then I'd watch him and, like, eh. and then I, find, I watched him on Sherlock and I'm like oh no this is actually quite good because it's just it's the character that it, it suits him the best yeah. it's just you know but like yeah. him and Watson like Martin Freeman as Watson like both of those guys and then his wife and in the fourth season like they, they spend too much time on her and it's all these kind of twists mm. and turns and twists and turns and you get to find out the deeper secret behind their problems she, like, and all this stuff like it's very twisty she's funny. a character that now in the original 87 stories that um, that were written for Sherlock Holmes she appears in one of them yeah mm. um, but in the films that Guy Ritchie's done and then the TV series they've expanded on the role a bit but actually every time they've done it I've kind of been like yeah, this is interesting yeah I have a, a weirdly appropriate story about Benedict Cumberbatch. I was going to say his name properly. But, um, that just sounds wrong. I know, it does. When I said it there, I was like, I can't think of anything fu- a funny variant on it, but his name sounds weird now by itself. <laughs> um, where in Britain, uh, around Halloween, I think, there's a thing that they do which is a bit like the game, which is you pay big money, mm-hmm. you go along, and every room is something different, but you're the focus. And the idea is you get pulled through and something weird happens. Oh, like a haunted house job. It is like a haunted house, but it's not uh, classically horror. And anyone can sign up for it and everything like that. And you go through it one at a time. And you go through, it takes about 40 minutes to go through, but like, you know, every 10 minutes a new person's going through, but it costs a couple hundred quid to actually do it. So the first thing you go is you stand in a lift and somebody hands you a glass of champagne and you're like, good luck. And the lift starts going up, but it's a scissor lift. And you go up and you end up in a car. Like it goes up and plugs you the seat you're in into a car with a hundred paparazzi outside all oh, Jesus. smashing it like you know to bang it on the cover and you are the focus and they're all shouting your name and chanting they need you and eventually a bouncer comes to the door of the car and opens it and brings you out and you're going to the movie premiere and like oh my god that's amazing and you walk in the champagne turns out to be poison they, no. take <laughs> your, they take your champagne and hand you a white coat and push you through the door and you're not in a, um, a movie so. premiere now you're standing in the front of a class and you look behind you and on the board there's a thing about evolution and there's a class of students in front of you and the reason I know is I knew the girl who's one of the actresses who's one of the students and they all put their hands up and Benedict Cumberbatch did it and went through and went standing there and like looked shocked and she put her hand up and goes will this be on the test? And he turned around and took a quick read of the board and he goes ignore all that he's like that was your first year this is your second year and he just launched into something about rant like mitosis <laughs> or something he just rattled out a bunch of biology that sound really fucking accurate and like that and then the next thing the door opened and is like uh, Mr. Cumberbatch you're needed in the hallway and he goes out and that's it and she's like alright wait for the next person and she's saying he was completely game for it he just looked at it looking around alright let's fucking just say something here let's do this and he was like oh, you know, for, for actors like, that must feel like a test it's like an improv yeah. test it's like yeah. how fast can you react go, 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 go. But it was, and he was like going through as if he'd spent a year with these kids already he was like you've done great last year and I really think this year is the year we're going to you know, like do it the brain is a muscle man yeah. if, you're, if you're used to doing that shit all and, day every day but like the, the idea that some people come in and look at the board and just start stumbling through a lesson <laughs> <laughs> is the funniest thing 
That sounds demented. I'd love to do that. I'd love to so do it, fun. but I'm also, like, my arsehole is puckered up. <laughs> now, <laughs> like, a one-cent coin. Yeah. Just with the idea of it. And, like, I'm still kind of thinking that at some point, like, he's going to do something. No, <laughs> no, he's not. Um, but, yeah, he doesn't like me. Well, what's, what's your, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> you said last year. This, this is the, your psychological test. The, yeah, the more, the, first, the more he knows about me. We'll get you, we'll get you back to your uh, to your comfort zone. But, like, so you're saying lost, but, like, what, what about it grabbed you? What was the... Uh, no, it was just, like, there was a whole new universe and it was a whole new thing that hadn't been done before really like there was you know different TV shows uh, uh, you know the, la- the uh, what was it the, la- uh, the la- not Land of the Giants what was the name of that where it was like uh, uh, you know they go to, it, was, it was like Lilliput or something it was on in the Gulliver's 80s or something. no it was on in the 80s or something it was like Land of the Giants and they go to this thing it's like Fish Out of Water stuff and um, do you know like Castaway or or Alive? Okay, or no, no, no. It was actually I think it was like a sixties or seventies show, but 70s it was broadcast show. in Ireland. Yeah, I remember watching like it on Saturday lunchtimes, okay. and they had to go. You know these adventures where they yeah. had to you know use a leaf as a boat or a okay. a piece of bamboo as a like a train tunnel, for, you know something like that. And it I, was like another planet, but it was essentially Earth, but everybody was scaled up in really tires. yeah there was something like it so I always had a, a kind of a penchant for, for that uh, what would you do if and I also had like an apocalypse horn mm. um, what would you do I mean like I, I, I viewed myself as the hurley possibly a little bit Lost as the thing, yeah. as the uh, the sawyer the cynic a little bit and also as kind of cynical Irishman never. <laughs> kind of the, the the Saeed who's the guy who just wants to make peace with everybody and uh, you know have an equilibrium I'm very much like mommy daddy stop fighting but of everyone do you know and yeah. I'm also like a bit of an instigator so I am a little bit of a sawyer like it's like when I get pissed off and bored I'll make you fight do you know and the characters you want were so the flies, would you? yeah <laughs> that's, that's what it was I have well. the crunch another yeah. one another, <laughs> I was piggy and another little another little uh, like yeah Lord of the Flies kind of thing and um, like a bit of Peter Pan as well in it and, and then Lost then also had all these other elements of like yeah. uh, all these other TV shows and it was really like a J.J. Abrams uh, uh, like creative Jackson Pollock type yeah. uh, uh, you know mess. a creative sperm uh, orgasm blast mess of everything that he had <laughs> inside him the, the show was a mess <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yeah like the first episode really grabbed me I, I didn't watch it until season 2 was already out on TV right. and I downloaded all the first season and I was living abroad and I wasn't really watching TV I was watching a lot like uh, reading a lot of books making music doing stuff uh, that was kind of more creative and I, I got into this like and binge watched Yep. in 2004 or 5 right. I just blast through the first season I'm like what started the second season I'm like oh, the other side of the island and it was just the characters that were being made and I saw people like nobody was safe and very much the same um, so it's uh, your mystery is nearly one of discovery like it's a whole new yes. world with new rules yes and it's like ooh what could it mean but what you don't know the rules and every time every episode there was something new told mm. and a new mystery was revealed like a small truth was revealed but also a bigger mystery so like the ratio of mystery to yeah. answers uh, towards the end yeah too many questions being asked and not enough facts obviously yeah. I mean it, it ended pretty unspectacularly uh, this I think, always makes me feel like I'm I'm like some sort of alien the amount of people who liked Lost and I watched the first four episodes I went my god this is shit yeah. I never went back to it it's not though like once you get into it it's <laughs> kind of like it's kind of like that's, anal that's sex Stockholm against syndrome. your will it's this like is, 
fuck it if I just relax it's, it's less this, it's less painful yeah. this is what you got this is like when people go like you know I, I go I don't like beer why because it tastes horrible that's ah, an acquired taste it's so Stockholm Syndrome it's just yeah. well, why yeah, should if, I have to subject myself but to but if you drink five beers you'll feel a lot better do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, five whiskeys will do the same like. they won't do the same it's a different type of feeling it's like getting drunk, on, <laughs> getting drunk on Guinness or drink, getting drunk on cider or getting drunk on whiskey. Mm. One of them you'll feel very Irish and start singing like rebel songs that you didn't know you knew the words. Of. Comes out of nowhere, exactly. Lands on your head. You drink, you drink a pint. You drink like like ten pints of cider and you'll you'll run up and down the street with no clothes on. And if you drink a bottle of whiskey, you'll fucking like punch your mother. Like it's that those different. I don't need the whiskey to do that. Those, <laughs> those different elements of of how this show was made compared to some of the other ones that were out at the time. It was something new. It was a new, a totally new experience. It was, and it was lore. There was this, lore already built into it. This from the very start. This is the same as the point about Sherlock having all the Mister X. Then there's not ten shows on like it. Otherwise, would be obnoxious. Yeah. When Lost came out, there wasn't any other shows on like it. Like Twin Peaks was in the past, and things like Fringe and stuff was in the future. Yeah. There, there wasn't, and even X Files was kind of died down. There wasn't one of like, oh, the world is weird, and anything's possible. And it was all yeah. these new science stuff that I was already into because I'm into conspiracies and stuff like that since 99, 2000. And then deeply since like 9-11, yeah. I went, okay, time to get researching. So finding out about like uh, uh, these like secret government programs and like, you know, the, the, the real power of hidden science behind stuff and the electromagnetism, like the science it, was sound. It basically Maybe. just reached out of the TV and cupped your balls. That, that like, might, be, really, yeah. that might, that might be why I, like, I didn't like it because you were saying like the, like, just thinking about it, like the X Files was kind of just finishing up, and I've been such a fan of when it came along. I was like, eh, it's just trying to fill that space. It's not really it got very serialized. So like season eight, and season nine of the X Files was yeah. very all encapsulated into the one episode, very serialized, but not in the satisfying way that the, the older ones, ones were. Yeah, so yeah. it's trying to recreate that thing. But Whereas Lost was like... a big world being painted. Well, I don't know. I don't had know if it was so just like many... it come to the end of a big of a yeah, big kind of season. I was kind of like, yeah. Like I mean, we talked. About I'm not ready for a relationship it. right now. So I just watch four <laughs> episodes of you and then just cast you aside. It's it's, it's 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 not me. It's you. Yeah. Um. But even like the like, like we said before, like I, I talked about how when Fringe came along, it was again. I was like, this is just yeah. But that grabbed me, and yeah, I was yeah. able to go, yeah, no, this, I'm actually on board with this. So the, I don't know. it seems in some way Fringe seems like uh the what happened to Pacey after he left Dawson's Creek. That, that was probably my favourite joke around that whole thing yeah. when, oh, when he went great. to San Diego Comic Con and organised Pacey Con across the road. <laughs> and it's like him <laughs> dressed up as Pacey going around and like, y'all here for Pacey Con? And everyone's like, all the Fringe fans are like, what? And he's like, it was either the thing for funny or die and it was yeah. basically him fucking around doing Pacey Con oh, in the park across the road just standing there holding up a stereo playing the theme music from Dawson's <laughs> Creek on oh, Pacey yeah. Con, yeah! <laughs> but Fringe had that whole thing of like, there was elements, there was lore, there was history yeah. there, the old man had so much to, to impart and I think with, uh, with Lost, you, like in, you were talking about in the game where you're discovering along with him. Yeah, yeah. First season, second season, up to the end of the third season, you're discovering what they're discovering when they're discovering it. Mm. And, and, the way like the lads were cutting it, like JJ Abrams was cutting it, there was like these uh, two second or three second, uh, you know, black hard fades, going into the next scene, and and when you're feeling like oh Jesus, it's been long enough for this to be over now, it's not gonna, is it gonna, 
bong. And the last thing that come up the end, you get, you fucking cunt. <laughs> you have to wait until next week to do it. So I watched it week on week. Right. And I think now with this binge culture, that show wasn't made to be binged. No, it wouldn't. And it was well, made before put, binge culture. Whereas something like Stranger Things mm. is made to be binged because the storylines are so... Like, if you watch that week on week, mm. season four... Or episode five coming from episode four of Stranger Things makes no sense. Episode seven is a standalone thing on its own, makes yeah. no sense, and mm. it doesn't have that same rhythm. It's written like a big movie they, that you watch serialized. They would really have to do that previously on Stranger yes. Things if they ever wanted to show on TV. So, yeah. so uh, Lost had that previously on Lost, where it's like, remember two years ago when this little really insignificant thing happened? We're going to show it to you now because that little bit of storyline is yeah. going to be wrapped up in this episode and you need to remember it. Mm. Do you know, like, mm. really, really well made. And then the characters are really good. It finished like a, a bad wank, do you know, but at least we all we all came. So there's a lot of micro-twists. <laughs> Very much, much so. Like, but yeah. then the end twist, like, like, where it's like... The <laughs> oh, right, well, micro-twists. <laughs> micro-twists. I need, I need a little bit more information on this. What technique is this? But it just seems like uh, uh, the ending of it was the disappointing part, where it's like, yeah, they were all yeah. dead anyway. Or were they? Or did they wait hundreds of years? How long did Hurley last? He was the king of the island for a while. Like... We don't know really what happened, but yeah. a lot of people were saying it's heaven, like they died already, but they'd been back in real life. That's, and that's clearly what the whole plan was. It was yeah. purgatory from season one, and everyone went, it's purgatory, right? And he went, no, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, you're just shuffling papers yeah. in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going, going through the cards until he yeah. got back to the first, so he's like, yeah. shit. But I love the stuff like underneath like the lore and the whole thing of like when they started to time travel they did it very well and everything is, uh, you know, eventual, like they ha- had a really nice, like if you were doing a, one of these uh, on uh, like a trope on time travel mm. I'd love to do that which is one of my favourite things to watch in movies and TV shows it down on the, the list. it's on the list it's I think Lost does time travel so well because it has that uh, like you can't change the past this is inevitable everything right. that's ever happened ever in this universe is inevitable if you want to change it you're going into a different universe in a different future and then going back and forward and having the whole thing explode and you know the numbers and all of these so kind of things I, I never watched Lost while it was on. I've watched it a little bit since then. Yeah. And uh, I was in college with Owen Ergy. He was on the last episode, possibly, depending on yeah, the was, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he used to come in every day to college and we'd sit next to each other in like in the sound engineering class. And I go, so tell me what happened on Lost. And he go, right. And I could see him stare off in the middle of the list. He goes, so there's a polar bear. And I go, fuck off. And I just wouldn't let him finish. And I love, I love the not having seen it. I love people trying to explain it to me because they have to do so much work to explain it. And in their own head, it all makes sense because they've been watching it. They're like, yeah. so there's this lad, he found some food. I was like, wait, there's been no food up until now? Just don't worry about that. It's fine. Just, okay, everyone listen. Just. But the thing is, if you did get someone to tell you, like, hey, what was that about? Yeah. You'd have to tell the whole episode. It was a show. Because all of it was important. And that's a big difference between yeah. the TV that's made today. Because a lot of it could be just filler. But waiting ha- to get to the real thing. You would have to say, two episodes ago, there was a shark with a tattoo. What, yeah. does, that, what does that mean? It's what it sounds like. And then, and like, you had to keep just... Watching his eyes whip around his head going, what is relevant here? Oh my yeah. God, I have no idea. Yeah. Like the polar bear thing was very weird and we all thought that Walt had some kind of... He, was the, key, he was the key to the whole thing. Right. But because the, the second and third season were kind of delayed a little bit, he got to grow up and you're like, why did you cast a 12-year-old? He was just about to have some growth spurts. Now he looks weird. Like you've only been on the island, like I think the whole time they're on the island is like 130 days. Right. But he grew like 10 years or whatever, the fucking amount of time. Yeah. Like he was 12 and when they finished he was a grown ass man. So they had to kind of write him out of it somehow. It was very much uh, TV jazz. Yes. <laughs> TV so, jazz. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ski bop. Yeah. 
the time travel. Like J.J. <laughs> Abrams broke, like broke so many rules, but also made so many like new innovations. Yeah, and you can't say that it was like bad or, or it was badly received. Oh, yeah, because I'll, I'll they say gave it's him, bad. I won't say it's badly received. But they I gave him bad, like so. the people who saw what he did with that through all the tribulations and all the, the trials he had to go through and all the rider strikes and you know fan theories and delays in production and money problems and everything, everything, everything. And they went, we can trust both of the stars, Wars and Trek, in this man's hands. Mm. Like he must be able to do some fucking crazy shit behind the scenes. Like I bet if I'd watched it at the time, I would have loved it. And I bet it was the community around it. I know what yes. you're saying about binge watching down. The people were coming together Sitting room and I love that for French. I even loved it for, for Gravity for the week. Yes, I even loved it for Gravity Falls. That if a new episode would come out, I could then go online and be like, "That was kind of fun, right?" And it was that little bit of an X Files kick. That Rick and Morty is getting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where when something comes out, when a new episode drops, everyone's suddenly talking about one episode. Yeah, and that's that's quite nice. Um, it gives you that old feeling of that synchronous, yeah. that, that synchronized, rather than the the binge what individual disparate consumption of media, which I think. I think it's having an effect on society and how people mm. interact with each other. I mean, this is a, like a bigger topic for maybe those conspiracy guys or something. But like, there is an element of disparateness and separation and isolation. Whereas before, when people would enjoy media, uh, you go to a concert, everyone's there. You go watch a TV show, it's on the same channel at the same time. Everyone's watched it. You can ring up and be like, did you see that? You didn't see it? Yep. The concert thing, I... I, I, I... I, one thing I hate when I go to concerts now is that people hold up their phones. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. James L- video on it, a video that no one will ever watch. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Yeah, the, so it was a, uh, we read about a guy a couple of years back who has taken to throwing beers at people who have their thing. He's trying to damage their... their, oh. their he saw a guy with an iPad once he threw a bottle of beer at the, at the oh, iPad great. and cracked it. But like the um, Perfect Circle had a gig recently. And over 60 people were thrown out of the gig because they were told at the start, if you take out your phone, you're going to get thrown out. Yeah. And people started taking their phone out started getting thrown out. That's great. And then they started kicking off well, about it and they were like, you were warned. Don't yeah. shit. You, sorry, real quick, you were saying about yeah. the, this idea that it's separating people slightly. I've been in the same company for five years now. And at the start of the five years, Game of Thrones was this really big thing. And it was the last water cooler show I remember. People yeah. would come in and go, oh, did you see Game of Thrones? Did you see that episode? Did you see this thing's happening? And they were chatting about it. And if one person hadn't seen the episode, put their fingers in their ears and like, I'll watch it tonight, I'll watch it tonight. And now... And they get another day's road yeah. that then the next day when it's like, i just seen it. They're like, I know, right? And uh, just, again, it's a games company, so we're really interested in nerdy stuff. Uh, Star Trek Discovery is on Netflix. And yeah. now nobody's talking to anybody... For weeks. Until for weeks and it. weeks until everyone's finished. And one person has seen everything and yeah. one person has seen... No- Actually, that is coming out weekly. But, um, it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's now, but people are genuinely going, nobody fucking talked to me. So instead of that community of mm-hmm. let's all gather around and nerd out, it's everyone like, everyone shut up and stay in your own corners for five minutes while we all get this sorted and in a month's time we'll reconvene. And they never do. They never Breaking break Bad is similar and Better Call Saul then and instead, like, the, the, the producer that specifically requested Netflix release it week on week I'm guessing the same with Star mm. Trek week on week so that it doesn't get that yeah. uh, uh, what, what would you call it like binge burnout I, I have a feeling with the the Star Trek one is because they were catching up so much yeah because it was constantly delayed and they like they yeah. announced it and they announced the release date they hadn't started filming right nice okay. so yeah. I think it was it was they like we need to get those yeah. extra 10 weeks of time and now they've headed into their mid-season break and they're still filming and working yeah. on it like so um, what was your what was your show? I'm gonna do them real quick because we kind of touched on the main points anyway. I was gonna contrast uh, Twilight Zone and Night Gallery and all the Rod Sterling ones with Battlestar Galactica because in 
Twilight Zone, they were all so tightly written because it was a hundred writers all submitting and they came from that comic book anthology horror yeah. sci-fi kind of thing. And it meant that you had a self-contained episode. They had to set up like the, the body of it, that kind of, oh, what a weird world we're in. And then they punch at the end, whether it was a reveal or a twist or just a moral a lot of the time. Yeah. And that felt so tightly written. And sometimes it had comedy ones. Um, but contrasting that to, that would, that would be similar to the Sherlock Holmes ones where they, they know exactly what they want to do in an episode. And it like, they just, the, the writers are so tight on that. Although it does kind of a season arc. Then, Similarly, Outer Limits as well. I yeah, yeah very much so. Um, Did you know that Jordan Peele is re- revitalizing yes, the Yes, I'm so Limits? interested in that after yeah. the, the after the success of Get Out. Um, get Out? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's called, yeah. sorry. Um, get, get Out! out. No, just get Out! Get out the fuck! <laughs> Come here, go away. Um, uh, and then in Battlestar, this might be completely apocryphal, but they introduced a bunch of rules to their season, like there's a certain number of Cylons, there's a certain number of this, a certain number of that, but they didn't know where they were going with that. Yeah. So they were like, there's this many Cylons and in the first season we reveal two of them and the next season we reveal another two. But they were to the very end, they were like looking at the actors going, well, we want to see what you do first. Like we want to see, like they- Will we keep you or not? Yeah. yeah. But the writers were basically going, even we don't know how this ends. We, I can't remember how many it was, nine? TV jazz, man. Yeah. And it was that basically going, let's see what the fans think. Let's see what everybody thinks. But that's thinks. it. I, I think th- 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 there's, a, there's a bad side to that like binge watch culture where it's like the, the asynchronicity and the disparateness, but there is also immediate feedback. But it means when you're in the guts of it, yeah. it feels so right. Yeah. Same with Lost, because you're like, I'm watching it, they're giving me what I want. I'm watching yeah. it, they're responding. It's almost like live performance, like when I was a comedian, like yeah. you, you tell a joke, and in your mind, and when you wrote it at home, it's funny, and then you say it in front of an audience, and they either laugh or they don't laugh. Yeah. Now I'm in a position where I'm behind a microphone in a room with two other dudes and the whole room and smells like peanuts and fans. Yeah. Yeah. Not when the lads are in the room. Come on. <laughs> That's just when I'm doing my own stuff. I can but, dream. Uh, <laughs> um, the, the, uh, I forgot I said that thing about the yes. daycares. That's where I was going. <laughs> Go really, what did you say? Oh no, he's shitty nose. Um, I thought he was looking in the window just sucking a lollipop. <laughs> uh, and, and now I'm in a room on my own saying these things into a microphone and still in my mind that I've written, like, written a home where I'm 98% I'm coming up with that to the top of my head and I'm hoping that it's funny yeah, yeah, when I'm yeah. saying it into a thing like if the three of us in the room are laughing but the people at home are going ah jeez they think they're awful yeah. crack when it's not that yeah. you still have to have the faith that that happens and I guess like this almost immediate reaction for the Duffer Brothers when they release something like Stranger Things yeah. and everybody goes wild about it and they're like cool yeah. they can immediately then go to the thing and go Money for season three. Yeah. Thanks very much. And start working on it straight away so I can see how that's informing the business. But for something like Battlestar, yeah. when, when, the, when the writers are going, you yeah. do you. you, you but let's see who you go. But it, it means it means they can put out five threads and see yes. which ones the community follow. Yeah. But for Battlestar and Lost, they both had really disappointing endings because... The thing about Battlestar, it was constantly, it was constantly under threat of being cancelled. Yeah. Yeah. Which meant that they had they couldn't really do cliffhangers. They kind of had to always ride it into a position where okay, if we get the next season, we can continue. But if not, this is at least an ending. Yeah. Are you gonna do a cliffhanger trope? On this one? Yeah. Oh, oh a cliffhanger trope. Sorry, on just show. Just end this show. And I was like, well, no, I, mean, no, no. I think we can all agree the most important, and then just cut it. So <laughs> lost. <laughs> Dystropia. If you have, a, if you have, if you do a cliffhanger episode, I wouldn't mind being like that as well. Because oh, I, I had like John Doe and uh, uh, Jericho and all these clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
fucking I, left me hanging, man. Watched all of Las Vegas. I used to love Las Vegas. And the last two seasons, they do mad cliffhangers mm. because they really, really wanted more seasons. And the, it worked one of the times. They went, of course you need another season. You didn't wrap it up. And the last one, they're like, fuck you, no. Yeah. And it, it like ends in a church with like... Ten guns going out, like so many Mexican standoffs. People like pregnant women hanging off buildings, functionally, and like you're like, okay, and they're like, no more seasons. All right, then I guess everyone dies. That's fine. But but with Netflix and funding and the way TV is made now, I don't think that stuff will happen anymore. Like they'll at least get like a movie or something out of it to, to wrap everything up the way Firefly did. Yeah. Like Netflix has basically infinity money. It's so funny they can just pass around. Um, a, a title like that and just say well you guys aren't going to finish but we might finish it over here instead yeah. it's crazy well that's that's what I'm hoping will happen with Hannibal because it's that would it's be really pretty much as of a last yeah, month yeah. it's now freed up from its existing contract and could be picked up by someone else but Netflix is buying up those yokes like yeah. they had AMC had a lot like, of stuff and they let it all off and Netflix if, went yeah we finished that but like Mads Mikkelsen Hugh Dancy and Lawrence Fishman have all said that they're interested yeah. and that they, they'd want to do more with it so I mean they nearly need to do a season 3 and just the season 3 that they have just push that out and go all right, that was you know that that was a dream, and <laughs> just like that's here's the actual season. No, they, three they, apparently they have like a, a way to com- continue season three, or right. like as in like the even with the whole cliffhanger, literal almost cliffhanger. They're like, no, we can still do more with this. Okay. We we have the story, but it's a digital disruptor for how TV is made, and like I said, it's going to change how TV is written. I don't think there'll be very many more like tropey, uh, uh, you know, the reason there's tropes. Uh, trying to lean into it hmm. solidifying ending. There the reason there is tropes is because of that type of TV writing and because of like we, we're looking on Twitter now and we have uh, uh, for those of you listening in another country uh, our our uh, national broadcaster RTE has an awful lot of dysfunction and there's a guy on Twitter or a girl who is yeah, the R- secret RTE producer who's telling all the porky pies about what's brilliant. happening behind yeah, the scenes really there's another one now for TV3 as well I think that might be a parody account but still like the way TV is made in America with the studios and with the set, like the reason there's tropes and the reason you see the same shit again and again and again, it's just because it's the same People. fucking sex pests who are making these decisions because they yeah. think that's the right thing to do because the bottom line is, uh, you know, money oriented. Like the, the, the whole reason they're doing it is for money, is for what, to what make a franchise before? or a what property. Was before? Let's do that yeah, again. Yeah, let's do how it do I, again. How do I colour this in differently? But then these digital disruptors are coming along like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and changing not only how TV is made, how it's consumed, where it's consumed, how it's written, why it's written. Like there are people, like I'm going out to America next year to make 12 hour long documentaries off my own bat with crowdfunding. Me and my girlfriend with a bunch of cameras and a head full of dreams. <laughs> right? And I'm going to come back. This and is going to end up I get full like, Blair Witch. By I'm going to sell, sell that shit to Netflix. And it's going to be 12 one-hour episodes nice. of conspiracy theories. That's a fucking mad dream that nobody could ever have come up with, like, f- even five years ago. Yeah. You couldn't do that. Because, like, who are you going to get to distribute? Who are you going to distribute that with? Yeah, yeah. Like, how are you going to monetize that, yeah. right? And if they see that can be done with the 75,000 that I'm doing for this Indiegogo, if, it could, if season one could be done for that and it'll turn out as good as it will... Imagine how much it it how good it'd be for season two if you put yeah, a bit yeah. of money behind. Like, and there's these speculative uh, creators and people who are writing scripts for that particular reason. Dudes who are making animations and making like digital animations at home and then selling them. And if people like the stuff, they will pay for it. Especially mm. the guy who um, for Skyrim, there's an add-on called Falskir, I think it's called. The guy basically made it, and it's like about fifteen hours of gameplay. There's 
uh, 21 characters in it that are fully voice actors. He got voice actors in to do them all. Um, Using the Skyrim engine. Yeah, it's it's an it's an it's a free add-on for, for, for Skyrim. Skyrim. Fuck. It basically has an the... entire island off the coast oh that you can God. go to. There's a there's a city on it. There's multiple towns. There's a full war that happens when and you have the whole he thing. He paid for it, which crowdfunding, right? He, no, he did the whole thing himself. It wow. wasn't even crowdfunding. He just did the whole thing himself, and he got like voice actors in who were like, oh, "I want to expand on my CV." And then he put it up and he went, "There you go." And he's kind of hoping for a job, and he's like looking at at, uh, at Bethesda, going like, you know. Yeah. Any jobs going? And they're like, yeah, maybe. And while they were humming and hawing on the Activision turned around and goes, "Hey, kid, do you want to work on Destiny?" He's like, "Sure thing, no problem." And he's like, he's he was oh, work, went work on Destiny and Destiny too. He was the he was the reason why like you can see the point where he got hired and like storylines started coming into it because they're like, "We have this engine and we don't know how to make a game around it." And he's like, "All right, so we can do." It. But that's what I mean. It's it's the it's the reward. The meritocracy of creativity is bank. Mm. Yeah, that's it's not that's a nice thing to think about. Yeah, you know, you're not going through a whole bunch of suits and you're only writing the script because you know that's the shit that gets commissioned because yeah. the fucker that's commissioning him loves that particular type of thing yeah. where and then everything ends up being the same because it's all done through this autocratic creativity funnel that all ends at one consciousness that goes yeah. I don't like those kind of things I do like those kind of things put that guy in it he has to be in everything because I love him and he likes me and he doesn't say anything when I sexually abuse him you know those kind of things are happening everywhere and I think this digital disruption and the decentralization of, of media meritocracy is really making for some interesting uh, advances in TV and stuff coming forward and the end of tropes I think is the, is the twist at the end that creativity's back is that it <laughs> did we save media do you, do you feel it do you feel oh, it oh absolutely yeah yeah it's, uh, it's, it's definitely something we could just go into as an entire episode of a special of this because particularly with the likes of like um, you even see it with likes of uh, people on YouTube and on, on yeah. Twitch and stuff yeah. just doing their own thing and, it, and there's a I'm getting paid getting banks on yeah. Yeah. that's a, it like. there's a great Stuart Lee bit about him saying in the 80s that like everyone's on the door like you, you weren't working for money you were working because you just wanted to fucking like something to do get, get something out there which meant you weren't beholden to comedy Jim Davis kind of comedy or Jim Jameson comedy where it's just like kind of up on stage in a tuxedo very long microphone working the crowd he's like you could do this weird alternate comedy because nobody was going to fucking see anyway like you could do us that kind of thing I love that kind of thing like where from about Lily Allen onwards where she goes I'm going to sing lovely songs where I curse people that fucking out of it and I'm like oh that's nice and he was like, MySpace superstar and I'm like that's weird I remember yeah. like kind of just nodding along going huh that is genuinely a thing people could do and she like kind of was doing it for myself and it, it became big and I was like I want to see that I want to see people doing stuff for themselves yeah just yeah making shit putting it out there and going this is this is what I think is missing in the world I don't want to be famous but, I want to make good shit but the twist will be when you go up through their agents they're all owned by like one company oh yeah Viacom owns everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, cool so I think that's everything I think that's us anything new a um, little bit of homework at the end from oh, yeah. me the classic homework. I am going to play a very long and in-depth psychological game with M. Night Shyamalan where I destroy him and take all his money and then I make good movies again <laughs> hey That's our show. Big thanks to Gordon for joining us. Gordon is a fantastic and prolific podcastinator. Listen to him on Those Conspiracy Guys for more mysterious goings-on. And listen to Why Press Play, where he helps you find the hidden gems that are staring at you from the Netflix home screen. Remember to check us out at Dystropia on Facebook and Twitter where we post up pop culture musings, and very soon we'll be running a competition where you can win original art from yours truly. Thanks for listening, and have fun.